You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey guys, it's Michael, guys! Yay! <laughs> and let's get ready for Dumbo! <laughs> hey, uh, what was the line? It's not a horse fly, it's not a shoe fly, or a dragon fly, but... Have you ever seen an elephant fly? I ain't never seen an elephant fly, Michael. I say, I say, Master Michael. <laughs> uh, I saw the clip of that because I remember you talking about the crows being racist. I was racist like, let me see, fuck. let me see this because I never seen the original Dumbo. Did you ever watch? You didn't watch the whole thing. You just watched. No, that I one just clip. watched that one clip. Okay. And part of me was like, I can see the racism, but I think they're kind of cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, podcast is over. Then, <laughs> I'm taking your, then, your black but, card but no, away. But then, but then I found out more because I thought they were voiced by black actors. No, like, no, that's, what, that's why I was like, oh, I mean, it's not. I, I get it. They're caricatures, but they're kind of cool. But then I found out they were white Stop people. <laughs> Stop saying that about the podcast. No, I was like, have you ever seen an elephant fly? Oh, no. He likes it. <laughs> Mikey, he likes it. But then my friend was like, you know those are white actors? I was like, racism. <laughs> oh, that was, was racist. racist. The fucking crow was named Jim Crow. Oh, yeah. I found that out later, though. I was like, oh, that's some bullshit. Like, oh, my God. But I didn't know all of that. <laughs> you, didn't, you don't have to know all that. You just remember the way they spoke. Even as a kid, I remember thinking like, that's kind of weird. Why are you talking like that? They were nice to him. <laughs> the, the weird part was, you didn't watch the whole movie, but that wasn't the most racist part of the movie. There's a whole section where there's like black people like uh, working on a railroad and they're singing like black people's spirituals. And like, it's like a made up spiritual for the movie, but there's a line where they literally call themselves apes. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it was the 40s. I mean, it was. I'm not excusing it, but I'm just like, it's a, if you go back and watch movies from the 40s, you see a lot of shit. I've seen people online argue that in some weird way, those crows were actually like uh, progressive. Like there was still representation in the 1940s and they weren't technically, but they weren't negative character. They were caricatures, but they weren't negative characters. They were actually positive in the story. No, they weren't negative. That's why I was like, they were nice to him, but they weren't black people. Because they, they could understand- to why he was just, uh, ostracized because as black crows that was basically blackface <laughs> yes okay, <the> animated blackface <laughs> we've also been ostracized so you know crows and dumbo get along or whatever the fuck <laughs> have you ever seen an elephant stop it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> if we don't get emails about this <laughs> but yeah this week we're talking about dumbo the live action tim burton remake uh reboot Reimagining. Reimagining. Yeah, because the original was only 60 minutes long, but this was a whopping two hours. Reconceptualization. Ugh. I will say one thing. They did do... There was one twist on the story they added that I was like, that's kind of clever. 
but I was looking at my fucking phone for half of that movie. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> I'm Spoiler out that alert. I was never a big fan of Dumbo to begin with. I said that on the podcast before, but yeah, this, this movie, I was just like, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> this movie was great. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But we've got Dumbo. We've got the season finale of Promised Neverland. Oh, that was the season finale? That was the season finale. Oh, God damn it. It didn't feel like it to you? No, it felt like a season finale, but I was like, I don't want it to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that means we got to wait. Well, several, a couple months now. Yeah, it's not even like we have My Hero to tie us over. We gotta wait till October for that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, it's a pretty short podcast because those are the two main topics we have, but you did watch Shield Hero. I did. How many episodes? Uh, right now, episode four is paused. So you watched three? So I watched three. Okay, so we'll get your and first. A half. Three and a half. <laughs> All right, so we'll get your first impressions of the first three and a half episodes of Shida, Shield Hero. Shida? She, Shida Hero. <laughs> That's the Japanese way to say it. Shida Hero. <laughs> racist. I don't know. Do they say it like that? No. Okay, that's racist. <laughs> um, but maybe you can convince me to watch it. The, I theme, the theme song is pretty. It reminds me of uh, the rappers in uh, Devil Man Cry, baby. Oh, my God. Is that a good thing? No, yeah, it was good because I like the, the little rapper. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm racist, though. You are. Okay. <laughs> Uh, before we get into all that, though, and news of the week, we have iTunes reviews. Psych. No, we don't. We don't got no iTunes reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, people. Step it up. Come on. Keep it up. Um, but we do have a few emails to read, so I will jump over to our emails. Um, we do have... Oh, we also have a few. I'm looking at the email notifications we have a few new patreon members joshua two dollar patron thank you joshua thank you jonathan montgomery ten dollar patron thank Thank you you. um and is that it oh and no this is just said twice that's weird but uh but thank you guys for your donations um i actually dropped the beast morphers review that promised for last month Literally yesterday. So literally the last day of the month, I dropped it. <laughs> but um, it's only like a half hour. Man, you know how hard it is to, to talk to no one <laughs> about a show, Michael? It's very hard. For half an hour. By yourself. Yeah. Right? Just rambling to myself. To is, no one. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I also plugged your YouTube channel at the end of it. So. Because oh, cool. I, I gave you credit. Because I'm like, this is fucking hard. I just talked to nobody for, <laughs> for all his little reviews. Oh, it's, it's super fucking hard. Like, it's it's to the point that I'm like, like it's got it's gotten easier now that I've done a couple of videos. But the only re- the only way it it, it made I can't fucking talk. See, this is why it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason the only reason that made it easier is I would uh, more or less write out the things that I want to say. Like script it. Like yeah, I'll script it. Mm. Not like I'm not obviously reading it verbatim, but it's like just the general like okay, this is where I want to go, and this makes it easier to like talk. Yeah. But even still, I'm like I need somebody else to respond. <laughs> Well, kudos to you because I did that for half hour and I wanted to kill myself with it. <laughs> I'm like, and every time I would get off track, I'm like, there's no one here to like get me back on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no one here to help me with my train of thought. <laughs> Just me and my cats. But yeah, for if you guys want to hear my thoughts on Beast Morphers, the first three episodes, uh, join our Patreon. Uh, the episode is already up. But. For emails, here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Our first email comes from Daryl Roberto. Uh, I guess you didn't see it. 
at the guy who keeps wanting Jordan to watch Hunter x Hunter, how do you feel that this guy decided to watch Black Clover on nobody's recommendation instead of something that you've been wanting him to watch? That's cold, Jordan. It's real cold, Jordan. <sighs> but, uh, I had to prove to the internet that Black Clover was not as good as they were saying it was. And did you prove that? Okay, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my own mind, I can say that it's not as good as the people trying to hype it up to be. But it does have its moments. So as I, the person that enjoyed, ended up liking it. <laughs> I liked it for moments. <laughs> there, there were some highlights, but I'm not still watching it. I haven't watched it since I, I caught up. I think, Until another like 50 episodes pass, and you'd be like, hmm. <laughs> let's hit the threshold let me well, go <laughs> if the internet starts talking about how oh it's so much better now Jordan you need to watch these new episodes I'd be like uh, maybe <laughs> there's a lot of things I have to watch I'm not 100% invested in still like Doom Shield Patrol Shield. I, mean, I haven't watched that yet so not even that but like Doom Patrol I haven't caught up with that yet I haven't caught up with that either Punisher and then even like the new uh little trailers that they show where, uh, she. it looks like she got locked up into an insane asylum and she's like, Crazy Jane? Yeah, Crazy Jane. And she's like preaching or whatever. Okay. I'm just like, this doesn't... That doesn't line up with the plot. Like the main premise. Well, granted, I'm like three episodes behind, but I'm like, this promo is not making me go, ooh, let me go check it out. It seems very episodic. Like it doesn't seem like there's really anything tying back to the main plot line. It seems very loose. No. I think that's why I'm not invested. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> maybe they'll find their Professor X, maybe they won't, but <laughs> whatever. At this point, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Um, before you say Hunter x Hunter is too long because it has 100 episodes just remember uh, you're not in a race against anyone nobody has a gun to your head saying that you have to finish the show in a day you can take your time it is okay uh, I mean yeah but it's a lot of episodes <laughs> I've never understood why people get apprehensive about shows with a lot of episodes go at your own pace I mean even if you pace it out it's still a very big commitment like, even if I watch like like One Piece, for example, it's like a thousand episodes. If I watch like three episodes a day, I'm not going to do math, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like saying, oh, yeah, I know Supernatural is about to be in 15 seasons, but you don't have to rush to watch it. It's like it's still going to take a long time. Yeah, there's got to be at least some spark of interest there to like make me motivated to keep watching it. I have to like I mean, force myself. I mean, maybe you might watch it and get interested. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's happened before. Agents of Shield. <laughs> but then it's still just like. But we also got other stuff that we need to watch. So yeah, that's, that's gonna have to go on the back burner. <laughs> I got a long list. It's like Santa's list, man. It's so long. Uh, next email comes from Khalif Topping, Dead Cree from Agents of Shield. Uh, hey guys, I'm a new listener that's following up on last episode's email section. Someone asked how the Dead Cree ended up on Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, we brought that up for. Uh, Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Uh, when the scroll were escaping near the end of Captain Marvel, Talo shot a Kree when he told his daughter not to look. That's where they got it from. Oh, oh. that's true. But wait. Didn't he shoot that Kree on, on a the space ship? station? Yeah. It fell to Earth. I guess. <laughs> like, how did it get to Earth? Well, I mean, I assume after that they didn't destroy that station, right? It didn't blow up, did it? I don't... Because... Uh, what's his name? Nick Fury was there. So he knows where it is. So then S.H.I.E.L.D. would know where that space station is with the dead aliens. Uh, yeah, I guess. So confiscate it or whatever. Yeah. See, putting it all together. <laughs> Never mind. I'm like, I'm like, I guess I'm thinking logically. But I'm like, but it's dead, though. Wouldn't it have decomposed? It's like 20 years in a few. <laughs> you know, Cree, they don't decompose. That's what I was like. Let me, let me, yeah, it's an alien, whatever. <laughs> Great podcast. I'm looking forward to the next episode, Khalif. Thank you, Khalif. 
Hopefully we do not disappoint with our Dumbo review. I know you're looking forward to that. <laughs> As everyone I mean, yeah, is. Who's not looking forward to yeah. that? <laughs> it goes in-game Dumbo, right? It's like neck and neck. Nah, I think Dumbo might be above. That's true. It's yeah. true. I never seen the elephant fly, nah, Michael. Me either. <laughs> um, next email. Oh, it's oh my god. Oh, it's a long one. Guys, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's Mike eighty six. I think it's somebody new. Yo, what's up, Blurds? Gilly Esco Dark. Sh- oh, it's not him. That's following Robin. We know him. I've been pretty much MIA, but trying to get back in the groove of things. I recently took a road trip to Nashville and binged twelve episodes. I had missed of your podcast. Oh, we are binge worthy, yeah. Michael. Uh, and now I'm all caught up again. Cyrus might be a little long. It should be a fast read, though. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I just want to touch on a couple of the recent movie reviews. First off, Captain Marvel. I disagree with one thing. The movie was pretty boring. I didn't hate it, but I compare this to Wonder Woman. And despite Wonder Woman having a weak third act, I love that movie. I pretty much agree everything else you guys said about Captain Marvel. Wonder Woman's theme song was so much more impactful than I'm Just a Girl. Preach! <laughs> Say it again for the people in the back, man. <laughs> um, I actually rewatched the Wonder Woman No Man's Land scene. That scene still makes me emotional, dude. I still got choked up watching that shit. Like That, that one scene is more powerful than anything in Captain Marvel. So, like, Yes, the third act was weak, but in some ways, I still think it's a better movie. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, even when compared to the scene in BVS when she faces off of Doomsday, my opinion is that good representation is when a movie does a good job of making me forget about the representation by making me root for the main character regardless of gender slash background. Yes. Wonder Woman was badass character for both men and women, where Captain Marvel had that one misplaced chick flick moment in a movie that wasn't really a chick flick. But there was a lot of them talking down about men, like, "Oh, I'm a girl, and I can, do, I can do anything. Men can't put me down." Yeah, but I'm like, it was very heavy-handed but, with the message. But I'm like, I kind of agree with that. Like, it wasn't even really, it didn't, see, it wasn't really a chick flick. No, I mean, it it wasn't, but it definitely had more heavy-handed messages. Because even then, like a lot of empowerment like, than Wonder Woman did. A lot of quote-unquote chick flick movies, movies that are specifically about women, because you know the stereotype. It's like it's all about emotion, emotion, emotion. It's like you weren't really. It's like they tried to do that, but yeah, not really. Yeah, I don't think it was like a, a chick flick, chick flick. But I, I do think there were elements at play that uh, they were they had elements that were definitely part of their greater agenda slash message of female empowerment, like small things like telling her that she's too emotional. That's a very you know that's a that's a condescending male attitude to have toward women. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they, they definitely had those like hallmarks of like uh, misogyny and like them and, and her kind of going against those uh, misogynistic tendencies. Uh, let's see. As the truck passes by. If the whole movie was written as a chick flick, then maybe that moment would have worked. I think we've all would have hated it though. <laughs> Uh, second, Aquaman was a high more than passable for me. Oh, okay. That's so what we, that's what we said, right? Well, that's what we said originally. Well, not even. We said more than passable originally, and then over time, it became like a high passable. Like it slowly <laughs> went down as time passed. Um, I compare it to Wonder Woman as well because that was my favorite DC movie since The Dark Knight. I wasn't feeling Moa in Justice League, but this movie convinced me that Aquaman, being a po- Polynesian-looking man, is my preferred rendition of the character. That movie, and that's another thing. They had moments where he did 
have like uh, Polynesian representation where like almost not invisible, but there was never any attention brought to it. It's almost like he did those things on the fly and they just left it in. Like when he was doing like the Polynesian kind of chant, the like chant. Yeah. it's racist. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that was the only that was the only thing that I can think of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that was probably the only moment. But like that that was a little bit of representation. But, but that's still but yeah, that's still something though. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. The movie had a strong third act, which made me like it more than Wonder Woman. The final battle was pretty easy to follow: crustaceans versus Atlantean people, crab people, and fish people. Then trench people would join the battle against the Atlantean people, and fish people and Aquaman joined the battle on a fucking kaiju. My favorite part. <laughs> um, and you guys were wrong when you said Aquaman didn't have a cool fish telepath scene. Aquaman turns the whole fucking ocean against the Atlantean people and fish people, including the sea creatures the Atlanteans were riding on. Did we say that? It didn't have no, a cool... I think we said we wanted a moment like Injustice where like the shark... Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's true. Yeah. I get, I get, I get his point, though. I guess he's right, technically. I still, I still, the shark, like, that would have been cool to see on li- li- in a live-action medium. Yeah. We wanted that J- Justice League comic moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will concede that a controlling a giant fucking kaiju is fucking dope too so <laughs> it is. um the final battle between aquaman and ocean master was great the whole act was just epic the movie wasn't perfect but i don't think it was trying to be i uh, it did what it did so well i can't wait to watch Sazam after hearing your early impressions stay blurdy fools gilbert escobar thank you gilbert uh yeah it was a little bit long but it's very informative I, I like this review a lot or this email a lot um, and I hope you enjoy Shazam because I think Shazam's yeah. the best. I I, I now agree with. I, I've been thinking about it for a week. I agree with you. It, it is overall the best DC movie. And I, I said it's my the Dark Knight is my favorite DC movie of all time. But other right under that is Shazam. I'm like thinking. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> right under that is Shazam. Dark Knight. Right under that. <laughs> Huh? Or do you mean right under that just because in the, like, if you were to list it out? Yeah, the Dark Knight is my favorite. And then Shazam will okay. be... Well, when you say right under that, I think like, oh, it's neck, it's almost neck and neck. It's so no, close. Like, no, Dark Knight is number one. Shazam is right like right under number okay, two. Okay, all right, number yeah. two. All right. I, I guess I agree with that. It's hard for me because there's there's moments in Men of Steel and Wonder Woman that I do like more than Shazam. Yeah, there are moments, but overall, mm-hmm. I enjoy the entire movie of Shazam Yeah, more. Yeah. It has surprising a lot of heart too. It did. That's what I think what made it like really like a, a strong movie. The the characters and the heart they they gave the characters. And then like something that they did at the end kind of and surprised me. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were gonna do this. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That was really cool. But then you think about it and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um all right, next email comes from Daniel Villasenor, question of the week. What's up, Blurred? So here's the question of the week. It is a conjoined question. All right, so here it is. You were the Arbiter. Oh, if you were the Arbiter, what would be your plan to destroy the Rangers of every world? (laughs) I mean, I guess technically I am the Arbiter. I was going to say, you are the Arbiter. You're the the writer. I'm I'm just sitting here as a casual observer. (laughs) (laughs) What would be your plan? What would be your plan, Michael? I was like, you already have a plan. You're writing a whole series about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. What would you do if you were to kill every Power Ranger in the multiverse? 
uh, <laughs> I'm like, I, I need time to think of this. <laughs> I don't know, Jordan. What's your plan? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. I go to that world. I find the rangers of that world. And you kill them. I kill their asses. <laughs> they run away. I chase them. <laughs> I will go after their parents. Oh, that's fucking dark. That's real dark. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well. Considering that, the for the most part, to, at least to the villains, the secret identity of the rangers is not a secret. Mm. Okay, well, here's some inside, insider baseball on Unworthy. And it's not really spoilers. There, there was actually supposed to be a moment in episode two that was cut out that was supposed to kind of hint toward this. But the Arbiter is not, like, pure evil. So he wouldn't kill innocent people. Like, he wouldn't... To get to the Rangers, he wouldn't kill people's parents. They think that other people are in danger because they don't know what his intentions are. But he won't do that. And there's a moment in episode two where Bulk and Skull show up that got cut out because it was it didn't look good. But, uh... They basically just do like the Bulk and Skull thing. They just like you don't watch Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm like, who am I, I, I know who Bulk and Skull are. I oh, used, okay. I right. watch Power Rangers up until Turbo. Don't fucking. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> He's like, what's respect my Power Rangers? Like Power Rangers name. Um, he he won't attack them. Like he, he basically just like is annoyed by them, but like lets them go. And I suppose to hint toward he won't kill people that are just innocent. He's only killing Rangers, Rangers. and really only he even says it. If you just give him your power coin, he'd be like, all right, peace out. But most rangers are going to your power coin or die. Yeah. yeah. But most rangers are going to be like, yeah, here, take my powers. So they all fight and they all have to die. <laughs> um, let's see. But thank you for that email, Danny. Um, thank well, you for that. If us- that's the case, I'd meet them and try to go out on a date and be like, hey, can I get, that? Can I get, <laughs> what? Can I get your power coin? And then they'll give it to me. <laughs> after, after sex. And then I'll leave. Pull out that ancient dick. Yeah. <laughs> that arbiter dick. I'm sure I'm sure it has all the power. You ever had this first dick? <laughs> the dick will protect you. Oh my god, this dick is worthy. <laughs> it's like the XX parody. All right, our last May email. The power protect you indeed. <laughs> our last email comes from Dylan Eccles. Uh he says, Hey guys, uh just listened to half of your us slash love, death, and robots review. I happen to stop at the email portion to drop you an email to say this. Keep doing what you are doing. Keep producing great content with your own ingenuity, time, resources, and money. This has been something that's been waiting on me since the Captain Marvel review because lately I've been hearing more adverse opinions via emails from you guys. Or via emails to you guys. Even though it hasn't been much and a little criticism is a good thing. To my fellow listeners of this Uwatu Vision podcast, I will say this. Guys, it's only entertainment. Jordan and Michael are two regular guys, just like you and I, who have a passion for something and had the balls to let their voices be heard. What they say is not gospel, and you don't have to agree with, uh, and you don't have to agree because that's what makes the blurred sphere so great. We all have our own opinions. These are just their thoughts and opinions, not stratified, data collected over generations. We are fortunate enough to listen in and even chime in to add to this bouquet that we call nerd culture. Sorry for the long email, but seriously, be a fan and not a critic. Again, Jordan and Michael, keep going strong, even if I don't agree with your Captain Marvel review, lol. <laughs> and always go beyond plus ultra. Oh, that was a really sweet email. Thank you, Dylan. Applause. Yes, yes. I live for the applause, applause, yes. applause. Yeah, man, we're, we're just peoples. <laughs> we're not I mean, even official critics. I was just about to say, we're, we're peoples that we're not even, we don't even do this officially. We don't get paid for this. Yeah. We're just doing it for fun. My criteria is... 
I have a, a an Instagram account, <laughs> a moderately successful. It's not even like it's a huge Instagram account. It's a decently sized Instagram account. My criteria is I'm gay. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> black and gay. Yeah, and a geek. What else do you need? Yeah, that's all. That's what you, that's all you need. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Dylan. That, that that warms my heart. Yeah, I like the positivity from the fans. I mean, the criticism is fine too. When when you know it's it's not vicious i mean yeah. last last week we got people saying like yeah gotta I, come say, for like, you. I don't mind like, whoa <laughs> like, i don't mind criticism just don't be an asshole why you come from my neck though i always <laughs> i'm just a guy with an opinion that's all yeah don't come you don't come from my neck you can come on my neck but Ew. no i don't do that either i don't want that <laughs> are you sure i'm pretty sure a little squirt <laughs> disturbing <laughs> but speaking of squirting michael let's talk about the elephant that squirts all over some kids oh my god oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what podcast i'm not on this podcast <laughs> am i lying no is that not what happened in the movie <laughs> gross segue <laughs> i mean that was a scene that was a scene that was a couple of scenes <laughs> but yeah let's talk about uh tim burton's dumbo Welcome, baby Dumbo. We're all family here, no matter how small. You have something very rare. You have wonder. You have mystique. Uh, and for those that know our race to be on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. So we got Danny DeVito. We got Colin Farrell. We got, we got Batman and, and Penguin together again. I thought that too. I'm like, this is so weird. It's Batman and Penguin reunited, but the roles are reversed. Because yeah. Batman was the villain and Penguin was the good guy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the highly anticipated Dumbo. <laughs> I Disney, say Disney live reaction, action, live action remake yeah. of one of the best animated Disney movies of all time. I think this is probably the first remake almost no one asked for. I don't like Beauty and the Beast. All right, I, I can see that. Jungle Book, that's a classic. I can see that. Dumbo, were people really asking for the racist crows? Disney is that yeah. <laughs> is that what's really hot in the streets right even now? Alice Dumbo, of, even Alice in Wonderland makes sense. Yeah, also Tim Burton. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, even that makes sense. It's, it's part of the cultural zeitgeist. But like, I haven't heard anyone talk about Dumbo until recently because of this movie. But who was just like, man, you know what my favorite movie is? Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> Why? Wow. You really down with the circus? That's you're all about that. And it's like in the original movie, he didn't even fly until the very end. Like the last like two minutes is when he actually flies. And it's like you could definitely tell like that this movie. It wasn't like Tim Burton. And I would be very surprised if I end up being wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's not like this movie was like Tim Burton came to Disney and was like, hey guys, I got a great idea for a Dumbo property. Let's do it. It was more, it was the suits, basically, because they're trying to recreate all of their animated properties. And yep. they're just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right, Dumbo, let's, who are we going to get for it? All right, let's maybe just get Tim Burton. He's weird, right? Dumbo's weird. Let's get- <laughs> he so, likes weird shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what's he more, what's more, and honestly, 
I could see that logic because, especially in this movie, I guess in the original too though, they do they very heavily emphasize the fact that Dumbo was a fucking freak. Those ears are disgust. I don't even know why because it's kind of, it's adorable, but for some reason in world when they see those giant floppy ears, they don't think oh it's so cute. They go fucking monster. Yeah, and it's weird too because they're in a circus with, with the whole freaks. thing. Yeah, the whole thing is about <laughs> circus freaks. There's a lot. I have a lot. And you of have them. a circus freak, and yet you're like, "Fuck this elephant!" <laughs> like I what? Damaged goods. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? There's a lot of. I'm like, logical. don't you think that will sell it even more? You have an elephant with incredibly large ears. Put it on front page or whatever. Yeah, you think? Yeah. But no. There's, there's a lot of weird logical inconsistencies in this movie. I feel there's a lot, especially after the halfway point. There's a lot of things that they introduce. I'm just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But we have to get into that in spoilers. But so let's give our general non-spoilery thoughts first, uh. and then jump into spoilers <laughs> after. Um, you want to go first? You want to give your thoughts about Dumbo first? Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I saw this movie by myself on a Saturday, like I, midday. I, I saw it Thursday. Thursday. Oh, opening day? Yeah, opening day. I wanted to get a sense of general audiences. Yeah, lately I've been seeing these movies like I wake up early because as, as I say all the time, I work overnight. So I usually go right before work. Mm. So I wake up earlier, go to New York and see it at like the 7 o'clock showing. Okay. See, and I then, saw it Saturday, midday. It was packed. It mostly, was. My yeah. theater was mostly mostly empty. And I saw it at the Lincoln uh, 13, which is like the real IMAX theater. Yeah, the big huge one. ass theater. Yeah. So, yeah, there was only like a good handful of people in my theater. Oh, well, at least you had this, you spared yourself from the awkward situation I was in. I sat next to a little girl and her mom, and I felt so... I was like the only grown man by himself. <laughs> when I bought the ticket, and I gave the ticket to the person, like the desk or whatever, she looked at me, she was like, Dumbo? I'm like, I, I, I do a podcast, don't judge me. She's like, I'm not judging you, as she judged me very heavily with her eyes. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and then I saw the movie, I, 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 it was like a, a, a four-seater row, a mom... A little like six year old girl, me, and the seat next to me was completely empty. But I didn't want to sit like in the seat to my right, even though it was empty, uh-huh. because that would be off center. And I was like, ah, I don't, I, I want to see the movie. Like, I don't want to, the, the awkward situation of sitting close to this family as a grown man is not outweighed by the fact that I just don't want to sit off center to the screen. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like how, do you know, awkward. how do you know Dumbo didn't have an impact on my childhood? Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm a black man. No, there's no way Dumbo had an impact on my freaking childhood. You don't know that. <laughs> Those crows me, changed my let me, life. Let me look at your ears. They're a little big. <laughs> okay, for real. All right. You say that as a joke, but I did get called Dumbo a lot when I was a kid because of my big ears. My grandmother well, used to call me go. Dumbo. That didn't make... That's, I didn't, you could have said that to her. You were like, fuck you. I have big ears. <laughs> I relate to Dumbo. <laughs> no, I hate Dumbo because of that. I don't want to be called Dumbo. <laughs> Fucking baiting my childhood. Anyway, what'd you think about this movie? Well, you are the dumbest Avenger, so that he's close enough. Oh, fuck. It all <laughs> just, makes sense. Just add an O. <laughs> That's kind of what happens to the, in the movie to make his name Dumbo. Yeah. All right, but what'd you think about this movie, man? <sighs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say about this movie. Like, <laughs> like I mentioned before, I hadn't seen the original, so I had no form of nostalgia for the Dumbo property. Just like you mentioned earlier, and it's the same feeling that I had when I heard when I first heard this movie was announced. I'm just like, why are they doing Dumbo? Like, I don't know anybody that says when they list the the pantheon of Disney animated movies that list Dumbo as even in their top five. Like, it's a one of forgot about movies. It's like, oh yeah, I remember Dumbo. I saw it. Okay, and that's really it. Yeah. 
So I think it was Disney's favorite movie though at the time. Why? He's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes sense. So their next movie, they're going to do Songs of the South. Oh, God. <laughs> the live action remakes of Songs of the South. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised at this rate. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's, that, that was basically my thought process going into this movie. And, yeah, that thought process wasn't disappointed. Like, I was like watching this movie. And, and I feel like for a movie to be called Dumbo, there wasn't that much focus on Dumbo. At all. Like Dumbo rem- was a side character at best. A like, plot device, really. Like, it reminded me of, like, that first Godzilla movie where they focused on uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, the whole freaking movie. And then not even Brian Cranston. It's like, you focus on these human characters, and it's like, that's fine, but give me a reason to want to be interested in them. And they didn't do that in this movie. Like, they was just what? there. You didn't feel for the little sociopathic deadpan girl that would, like, deliver her lines with, like, this weird level of stoicness? I'm like, are you a sociopath? Like, why are you talking like this? No, like, I felt nothing for them. Like, they It's, like, sh- it's like, almost like her, her, her direction was, be Wednesday Adams. You know what I'm saying? Like, she yeah, had almost. no emotion. And it was also weird because... Her father was played by Colin Farrell, and then mm. they showed a picture of her of the person that played that's going to be their mother because she has a brother. Yeah, and the woman looked white, and then the brother's white. Colin Farrell's white, but she's half black. She is. You couldn't tell by looking at like no. I was like, is it me or is she black? Really? I'm like, she don't look white to me. Wow, you guys are a black detective. And, then, <laughs> and then I looked it up, and yeah, she is. Black scarred. <laughs> I don't know if you know who Tandy Newton is. Nah. Why am I asking you this? <laughs> I should know better. But let me, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what Tandy Newton looks like. But this is she's Tandy Newton's. Uh, she did have daughter. a very unique Tandy look. Tandy Newton was the girl in uh, Solo. She was the the girl in the beginning that died. Okay. This is Tandy Newton. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's her daughter. That's her daughter. That's her daughter. And I was like, "Wow, she did have a." Are a they doing a Cinderella look? type <laughs> where it's like everybody's a different race? Race, but yet I was like, "But I don't feel like they're doing that in this movie." So it's like weird. So it's like they clearly got this little biracial black girl playing a white girl. Yeah, I didn't think she was black though. Like I, th- I thought she looked a little exotic, but like I never was like, "Oh, she's definitely half black or something." So I thought she was just like a, a white girl. So immediately, it's not something that like annoyed me or pissed me off or anything like that in the movie. It was just that was just something I was like, "This is." Very weird. So just like immediately, I was just like tuned out of the movie. Okay, so in my head canon, the mom had an affair with the strong. That's what I was just about to say. I was just about to say like, so clearly you beat me to it. So I was like, but clearly the father's been going away in war. Yep. So sh- Lucy, you got some splaining to do because that's not his child. Hey, that strong man was also pretty smart. So And he was smiling a lot. So he's like, yeah, you don't even know, motherfucker. That's my kid. <laughs> but yeah, but. Going back to what I was saying, like, I got no real character development for any of these human characters that they were, like, that they were follow or that that they profiled throughout this movie. Like, again, uh, Colin Farrell's character, he just came back from war. He's coming back to his home life at the circus. They didn't really tell me. And then uh, you see, just like in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, he comes back from war, he lost his arm. Mm -hmm. They don't really go into how... They don't go into like his relationship of him leaving the war, what he meant to this circus and him coming back and what that means for him to come back. The relationship that the kids had with the mother, what the mother means to them, what the mother means to the father. Like they didn't go into none of this. So it's just like, why do I care about these people? Because, you know, in Disney movies where a dad doesn't have a, there's no mom anymore. You feel for the father. He's a single father just trying to make it work with his kids. 
But make give me give me more than yeah, that. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I did like the moments that they showed Dumbo. I I I I I enjoyed seeing Dumbo. I actually caught the feels for seeing this blue eyed CGI elephant. Like they look great, and even with the you mo- caught feels, I caught the feels a little bit. Like the moment in the tra- you saw this in the trailer. So the moment where uh, the mother was trapped in the cage and they they uh, locked trunks together. Huh. Okay. Maybe I'm jaded because that that was a scene from the original too. Well, I but see the renewal. I know. So I mean, maybe it's because I have a point of comparison. But uh, I feel like the original had some feels between the mom and Dumbo because they allowed the adult elephants to speak. Dumbo didn't speak in the original either, but the, the adult elephants did. So the moment where she locks trunks with him like that, remember how like, the, the woman was singing that song? Like the random bearded lady or wherever she was of the circus? Mermaid lady. The mermaid lady, yeah. Uh, it was actually Dumbo's mother singing that. And I feel like that song has more impact when it's coming from his mother and not just a random woman singing it as they're having the scene together. You know what I'm saying? Like felt impersonal that way. But I guess, you know, if you don't have that reference, you don't know what you're missing. So, but yeah, but uh, also seeing the way they were like cruel to the mother and even cruel to Dumbo. I was Mm. like, Somebody call the Legion of Super Pets. Like, fuck these humans. I hate these fucking humans. Super pets. Yeah. Like, where's crypto? Save them. Save them, crypto. But you don't need saving. You don't need crypto. Dumbo is crypto. He's a two hundred pound wrecking ball that can fly. Like, do you know how terrifying that is? This movie made me realize how terrifying a flying elephant would be. But he needs a feather. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, like I don't know. I thought the movie looked looked great overall. Like that's one good thing about Tim Burton. Like Tim Burton knows how to imagine and create like a world. Like, if you think about Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Batman and Batman Returns, um, Alice in Wonderland. Like He's got a very unique aesthetic. Yeah, a lot of his movies look great. The Corpse's Bride. And honestly, all his movies have, like, almost a circus-like aesthetic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how the, the weird gothic architecture he has, a lot of, like, the curls and stuff and the, yeah. and the designs, which is basically... So it's maybe a circus. What, maybe that's why they gave it to him. Yeah, it's like, you make circuses all the time and things that aren't circuses. Here's a circus. <laughs> have a ball. So I mean, that's that's the thing about the movie. At least it was nice to look at, but like overall, it was just like it was a movie. <laughs> it was a movie. <laughs> so yeah, I would I would give the movie a passable. God damn you! I I, I hate the fact that we keep falling into the same like ratings because I'm just gonna say it. I I also give it a middle of the road passable, and it's because I feel like for me though it's a little bit different because I do have the original uh, as a point of comparison. So, earlier I mentioned that they did one twist to the original story that I kind of liked, but it wasn't enough to save this movie for me. Um, the original movie was only 60 minutes, so only an hour. This movie is double that. So, what they do is, about the 45-minute mark, the original movie ends. Like, they, they basically get to the point where the original... When he flies for the first time, that's where the first the, the original anime movie just is over. But in this movie, they keep going. And... Uh, what's his name? Uh, ah, Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's um, his character is interesting to me because it's really a, a Walt Disney parallel. Like you know what I mean? Like they introduced this character it was not in the original at all. In fact, n- almost none of these characters are in the original. Um, the f- the original was basically just about Dumbo, the little mouse they show in like a little top hat. That's like a little cameo in this movie. Um, and it revolves around the animals, but in this, they introduce that family and the family is completely made up. 
So basically, the A plot of this whole movie is completely made up for this. Which, funny enough, I'm like, it's almost like a race swap because they got the little black girl playing a white girl. And then in the cartoon, the mouse was brown, but then in the movie, they made the mouse white. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's not a race. That's a race. <laughs> the mouse's color is not a race. It's a race. <laughs> but when they introduce the villain, which is Michael Keaton's character as this Walt Disney parallel, I thought it was kind of interesting because essentially what happens is this Disney like per- this Walt Disney like person, uh, buys out the circus because of the the main attraction Dumbo and they basically take the circus to a Disney like a Disneyland like place yeah um and a lot of things that happen there again all filler but I think that twist of the story was an interesting place to take it because like it doesn't it didn't make sense that the story ended in the original oh he flies for the first time story over it's like no. <laughs> when the elephant flies, you think that's where the story would start. So I, mean, I am glad they kind of like fleshed it out in that way. But it didn't do enough to make me actually feel for the characters, like you said. Like the the family, yeah, you don't learn about where he's been or his relationship to the kids before uh, uh, he came back from the war. I don't think you really needed to, but they didn't establish their relationship enough in the present day either. Like it, it really just becomes about the kids kind of just being the 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 mouthpiece for Dumbo. Like every time there was a scene where they had to explain what Dumbo was feeling, they had the kids just expl- like just say it. Like, "Oh, what's he doing? Oh, Dumbo's scared. Oh, what's he doing now? Oh, Dumbo doesn't want to fly." Like, you know what I mean? Like they literally had the kids just be the the, the voice the narrator, of Dumbo. Yeah. yeah, the narrators. Um I don't know, this movie didn't have enough heart for me to make it an emotional movie, but I say that at, at the same time, feeling like I'm a minority though, because my theater at the end of it applauded. Like there was a literally like a round of applause by all the people in my theater. I was like, really? Because your theater is weird. Really, yeah. guys? <laughs> <laughs> I think what also kept the movie like from being uh, higher for me was the fact there was a lot of like I said logical inconsistencies. So the thing we talked about with uh, Dumbo, this stuff toward the end. <sighs> A lot of choices that were made to make the Walt Disney villains seem villainous, but it was just like, why? Oh, at the end of the movie, I was like, what is this? This yeah. is like. There's a lot of things with I was like, like th- nah, this is just, just became a. Like, I get it's based on a cartoon, but this just became a straight cartoon. But this stuff wasn't based on a cartoon. This is all made up for the movie. Well, no, I'm just saying, I know the cartoon, like, it's a cartoon overall. Like, it's based on a cartoon, whether it was in it or not, but I'm just like. What they did at the end, I was like, come on now. There was no excuse for the lack the lack of like logic in some of the choices that were made. The, the villain especially, but even like the motivations for some of the characters. I was just like, what? That how does that add up? Um And then even the ending, I was just like, all right, this is a little cheesy. <laughs> the ending was super cheesy. But I also kinda liked it because at least it gave some closure to the Dumbo story that wasn't in the original. But the very last scene, at the same time, also made me realize Wow, a fully grown elephant that could fly would be Godzilla-like. Like it would be a monster that would destroy society if it was let loose. A fit, you know, heavy uh, adult elephant could be. I looked it up because I was ter- terrified. Like a ton. Fifteen hundred to two thousand pounds. Yeah, a ton. So basically, a ton. Yeah. So imagine a two thousand pound elephant flying through a skyscraper <laughs> like it'd be like a fucking wrecking ball. But yeah. even the the two hundred pound baby elephant, there there are moments where like. It, 
like it flies into people accidentally. And I'm like, your arm would be broken. Yeah, you should, you should be dead. <laughs> yeah, like it's like Brightburn with like Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just give it a straight passable. I, uh, don't hate it, don't love it, but it's not for me. I can't even recommend it. I can't recommend it, but at the same time, again, I, I've seen kids loved it. So I'm like, is it just me? Am I just old and jaded? So or? yeah, Jacob, I guess you would love this movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Xander, you would love this movie. Well, maybe not Xander. He's a little evil. <laughs> He's a little evil. <laughs> yeah, but all right, let's get into spoilers then, since we both have the same rating. Um, what do you want to talk about first? I'm like, with the ending, I was like, okay, I get it's a flying elephant, so you can't always use... But I'm like... The mother elephant and both like both of them were raised in captivity the whole time. So to release them into the wild, they would die. They, they don't know how to take care of themselves. Like, what the fuck? And then on top of that, mm. I'm like, they're going into this new herd of elephants. Again, I'm thinking like all this Animal Planet stuff because I used to watch Animal Planet all the time. I'm like, this new herd of elephants, they wouldn't accept these random ass elephants <laughs> into their family. <laughs> I, I also was thinking that, but not for the Animal Planet reasons, but because in the original, the, the adult elephants shun Dumbo. Like, that was the original, like, being shunned. Not just, like, the people in the circus or whatever, the audience members. It was the, the elephants themselves. So, I'm like, so is this going to be the sequel? And now, like, they use that part of the original animated movie for, like, the beginning of the next movie? <laughs> and I was also thinking, I'm like, the elephants are looking at this fucking elephant flying, and they're just like, yay! Ooh! Almost like, kind of like a fucking... Uh, Toothless when he went to the world of the dragons, like they're almost bowing you down. You will be to our I'm king. Like, yeah, I'm like, nah. They, I feel like they would be scared. <laughs> you, you should be. It's a flying fucking yeah. elephant. <laughs> um, my issues toward the end with like the logic lapses was mostly stuff like, hey, I know that the villain seems like a sleazeball businessman, but let's make him really sleazy. Let's have him for no reason take away the safety nets to make things more death-defying. And I'm like, your main attraction is a freak of nature flying elephant. That's not enough. Like, you got to have, like, the, the, the no net to be like, now people will care. I'm yeah. like, you have a flying elephant. And it, but even him suggesting that the, 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 the gymnast girl rides the elephant. Why? You, why? And you never knew it's like impossible. Like he said, like you have to do this. But it was like when you bought the elephant in the circus, there was never like a moment where anyone had ridden him before. So why do you assume that's possible? It's a baby elephant. Like why? That could fly. You assume it's just adding more weight. It would be like it would be fine. It could fly with that weight too. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense to me. And then on top of that, like not even just that, but then there was no harness. On, oh, for her to hold on for to? For her to hold on to. So I'm like, what the, what the fuck is she holding on to? Because not like it's just gliding. Like, it's again, no, it's 200-pound yeah. elephant. It's like... And it's like dipping and turning and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm like, how is she not falling right now? The fucking... Uh, was the the G-Force? <laughs> <laughs> Every time like, it would dive to gain momentum, she would definitely fly off. But by the end of it, she's like just... She's an expert. Yeah, she's an expert. <laughs> she just jumps on and off. Like, it's no problem. I'm like, okay, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. And then, like, a lot of stuff with the fucking villain at the end didn't make sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they kept the trying way, to stack it to way, make it seem way, more villainous. The way he just po became, like, full fucking snidely whiplash at the end and basically destroyed his own circus, even though he Sir, was warned. Don't yeah, press don't these do buttons. That. It's going to, you're going to ah, press all the buttons. <laughs> yeah. You're going to overload the system. No, I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, uh, that's when I put my head up to him. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like they really overemphasize it. He's like he's flipping all the different. But it's like 
You're not. You can't be actually turning on the, like the or rebooting the system like you're trying to do. He was just flipping switches. Yeah, he was, that's all he was doing. I'm like, what are you doing? It's just like, hey guys, we just got to show. We got to show he's an, he's an, he's a crazy crazy person. Oh, but here's my the biggest fucking what? And this is what totally threw me out the movie. I'm like, all right. I, I was with the Walt Disney thing at first, but now it's just like you could have given a better reason for him being bad. Jesus, Jesus Christ, <laughs> loudest motorcycle. But uh, you know we're off the bat. It's like a thing where, oh, it's all this pressure on Dumbo flying in this circus for him to get like investors to invest in his circus or his, his Disneyland or whatever. And you're like, okay, what's going to happen? It's not Obviously, it's not going to work out. But Dumbo flies. Like, despite there being problems with the net he tries to take away and the girl almost falling to her death, Dumbo ends up flying a few laps around the circus. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's, it's happening. It's a flying elephant. Yeah. But then it turns out, and this, again, this is, this is all original for this movie, but his mother was taken to the Disneyland prior to them getting there, uh-huh. and they didn't know that. Yeah. So they, Dumbo hears his mother's call, and in the middle of like his, 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 his stunt event or whatever, he flies out of the, the circus tent and to his mother. And for whatever reason... Even though these people all saw an elephant fly for a good while. Like, it was flying around the, the entire... Boo! He booed! <laughs> Everyone booed! To the point where the investor was like, I'm not going to invest in this. It doesn't work. Like, you can't control yeah, your animal. what do you mean? You just saw a fucking elephant fly. Yeah, I thought the same thing. No! I was like, this doesn't make any sense. It's a miracle of nature. <laughs> and you've seen it with your own eyes. A few laps of it, even. It, it had enough time... Uh, I don't think it did. Never mind. I, I was going to say it also like blew water on those kids. But I think that was in the original circus, right? Yeah, that wasn't that, that, that time. That was in the original. Yeah, I think that was in the original. That was the first time. Yeah, know. the fire. Yeah. yeah, okay. But still, we did a few laps around that fucking tent. So it's like you see this freak of nature actually fly. That should be enough for you. But no. And with uh, what's her face riding its back that second yes! time? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, 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 no. Unless you can control it, I'm not gonna invest in this shit. So then, the solution is simple. All Dumbo wants is his mother, and the kids even tell the Walt Disney clone that, "Hey, man." All he wants is his mom. If you give him his mom, if you let them stay together, Dumbo will do anything you want. What does he say? Nah, nah. we got to kill that shit. We got to kill yeah. that mom. Like, what? <laughs> Why? I'm like, <laughs> you think that's going to make him follow you now? Like, His logic was, if I kill the mother, then he'll only listen to me. But I'm like, why do you think that? It's not like there was ever a time where, first of all, it's not listening to him at all anyway. Like, the, It was only listening to the kids, the Colin Farrell, and kind of the gymnast girl. So I'm like, if it was already listening to them, and they're telling you that as long as it's with the mom, he'll do whatever, why is your solution, nah, I'm evil though, so I gotta kill the mom. Yeah, I'm like, that's exactly why, because you have to be like, oh, I hate this guy, this guy's evil, he's willing to kill an elephant, he's willing to damage his own circus system with the, <laughs> with the switches, it's like, just do better. <laughs> do better. I don't know, I mean... Yeah, that shit it's that. almost it's almost like was Johnny Depp supposed to play this role of Michael Keaton? Yeah, I can kind of see that actually. That would make a lot more sense. Like, I can see him doing that shit and it, not coming off more logical, but like I can see him being zanier. Because we know Michael Keaton's a fucking phenomenal actor, but it's just like in this, it was it, he worked I, as a slimeball businessman, but when you start like going off the chain like villainous, yeah. it just didn't make sense. It was stupid. It was too much. Yeah, that fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Danny DeVito was fine though. Yeah, I like Danny DeVito. I, I thought he was 
serviceable. Yeah. He, he was Danny DeVito. Yeah, like, he was Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah. Kind of likable, too. There were moments where he, he helped them. So, like, it wasn't like he was, like, a complete bad... He was greedy, but he wasn't, like, a bad, bad guy. The 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 the, the ringleader in the original was more villainous than he was. Yeah. Um... And I mean, I like I like Colin Farrell for the most part. I felt like he was trying to do something, like in terms of like acting and stuff like that. Like, oh, like trying to bring something to this movie. I like his acting. That's what I wanted to say. I like his acting, but the entire plot line, his entire plot line, felt so tacked on because at the end of the day, all it was was just a parallel Dumbo story. He didn't have an arm, so he was ostracized. So like Dumbo's ostracized. But his, even then, it's disability. like, that would have been a, a perfect way, because I talked about before, they didn't really go much into these human characters. Like, that would have been like a perfect thing, like, almost kind of like what, I'm, what, what happened with Toothless and, uh, and fuck, why can't I remember his name? Hiccup? Hiccup. Yeah. Like, they ended up developing a connection because Toothless had his injury with his wing, mm. and then uh, Hiccup... Lost his leg. Good point. Like, Dumbo is more or less a deformed, ostracized elephant, and yet you got the father who lost his arm, mm-hmm. so he knows what it's like to be different, and 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 I don't know if he was ostracized, but he knows what, basically he knows well, he what. Was, remember when he walked in and, like, walked into the circus for the first time after the war, and everyone was staring at him? Yeah. And at the point where the ringleader, just like how he tried to hide Dumbo's deformity, the ringleader also told him to put on like a put on, a, a yeah, put on the arm. So that would have been a perfect like a connection between the two of them. But they didn't even do they didn't even do that. It felt it's like, like it's written for you right there. Yeah, it felt like they started with the connections, but they didn't do enough to develop the characters for you to care about those connections. So by the end of it, they, they had the arc. Like there was an arc, sort of, because by the end. He takes off the prosthetic and is like, no, what the hell with it? Like, I'm just going to be me. It's like how Dumbo was going to be him. But, like, it just felt so but shallow. there were no scenes. No, it just felt shallow. <laughs> so it was just, it was an art. It was like, it was basically an invisible arc, more yeah. or less. It was like a paint-by-numbers arc. It was like, we have the skeletal structure of how these things connect, but you don't do enough emotionally for you to care about them. Same thing for the kids. Because at the end of the day, they were just, like, extensions of Dumbo. And, and that's what makes it, I think the movie weak to me because the movie's called Dumbo, but Dumbo, like you say, is a side character. And instead, all these human characters that you don't really care about are kind of like leeching off of Dumbo's storyline. Like they're leeching off of his emotional beats, but you don't care about them, so you don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking Wednesday Addams girl and the little boy who, it's kind of just her foil. Like there's not really... Yeah, there's not really much to him. Yeah. He just gives suggestions like, oh, hold the feather or whatever. <laughs> um, and that feather thing was part of the original story too, where he had to like he he believes the feather makes him able to fly, and at the end, like, no, it's all you. It's always been you, Dumbo. You have the power all along. Yeah, you defy physics all by yourself. <laughs> you don't need a feather to do it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about in the beginning of this movie. I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I didn't give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> I was legit sitting there like, oh, I just want to get out of this fucking theater. I'm so bored right now. Like I was looking at my watch like halfway into it. Like, oh. I, I kind of perked up when they introduced Michael Keaton's character. But then when I realized what they were going to do with his character, I was like, oh, this is fucking whack. The sideshow people, they were quirky, but who cared about them? Like the strong man had the quirk of like, was he even really strong? Because when he would throw down no, his like barbell, he, it, it, like, it seemed no, fake. Yeah, it was fake. So he wasn't really strong. Just I mean, but just like. But the, then at the end, he, he 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 bends those. Yeah, bars. that's what I was like. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wait, was it fake or not? That's just like the mermaid girl. She wasn't really underwater. She was. It was like a a thing. 
where yeah. it made it look like it was an illusion, basically. It made it look like she was underwater, but she wasn't. But at the end, he really bent those bars to save Dumbo or Dumbo's mom. Well, maybe he's a slayer. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was like, I got the joke, but then the joke became real. So I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what I'm supposed to believe here. I don't know. Him being the accountant or whatever. Disney. They're all wearing different hats. <laughs> but also because they didn't want to make it seem like super super racist. Uh, yeah, I'm the strong man and I talk like this the whole movie. But I'm also super smart and can do your books. Yeah, I guess that was their way of kind of skirting the racism of the original. I mean, they didn't reference racist shit. Like they referenced the um, roustabouts that are the railroad workers I talked about. They're called Rouseabouts. No, I'm like, I don't know. Danny DeVito says like one line about them like really early on. It's like, oh, I have the Rouseabouts doing it. It's like, oh, okay, that's a reference to those slave people. Um, uh, oh, and they also the, took the, out the weirdness of Dumbo getting drunk. Instead, they had, but it was even weirder because like at least he was drunk before, so he saw like the weird illusions or hallucinations. But in this, it was magic. <laughs> I was like, was it dark sorcery? Because it's like it's like a circus act. But I'm like. They're making big balloons that become living animals that dance, and like Dumbo was like getting entranced by it. But I'm like, is it dark sorcery? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a world where elephant can fly, so, it's a, so I didn't understand that. I saw tricks, and they replaced the crows with the wrestling announcer. That was my joke at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, I never see the elephant fly. They have the wrestling guy go, uh, I've never seen. You've never seen a horse fly. Let's get ready for Dumbo. I was like, wow, it's so corny. <laughs> but I've been saying it all weekend, so I'm pretty corny too. I was just about to say, well, you're kind of corny. <laughs> Dumbo. Even how the name, like, the he got his name. Because he was Baby Jumbo at first. Yeah, and the, the sign when they tried to hide the fact that he had the, the big ears was uh, Dear Baby Jumbo. And he was, like, in a little bassinet with, like, a little like baby headdress on so you can't see his ears. Mm-hmm. But then when he falls out of the bassinet, the sign gets fucked up and the D falls down to replace the J and Jumbo to be Dumbo. Dumbo. And everyone's and like, oh, orders, Dumbo! Oh, it's Dumbo! Ah! Oh, Dumbo! And I don't remember how it goes down in the original. It's a fucking, it's a freak elephant, yay! Oh, that was it. Even though I paid to come see freaks. Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> but my issue was, in the original, the human characters are all assholes. So they call him Dumbo. I don't remember why the mouse ends up calling him Dumbo. That's an insult. But in this, it's even worse because it's the kids that like him. And they go, let's call him Dumbo now because if we call him Jumbo, he'll be sad because his, his mom's name is Jumbo. And I'm like, one, can this elephant understand English? So he would I mean, be apparently sad. Apparently he can. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, why? But it's like, you you willingly call this elephant the insult name? If, if he can understand Jumbo, you don't think he understands Dumbo? And it's like, we'll call you Dumbo, Dumbo. You like that Dumbo? We'll call you Dumbo, Dumbo. Yeah, he wants his own identity. <laughs> it's like calling me Fathead. Like, oh, you got a Fathead. But I'm going to call you Fathead now as a term of endearment, Fathead. Like, well, yeah, it is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Fathead. <laughs> I was That's like, what he said. I, I don't know. That, that, that reasoning was so weak to me. It's like, let's just call him Dumbo. Because this whole movie was weak to me. <laughs> But yeah, passable. It could have been worse. They could have kept racist shit in it, I guess, and that would have made it worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. <laughs> but I will but say is this. That saying, is, that saying, is that saying much? No. Well, I'll say this. It it definitely made me see through the thin veneer of these Disney remakes. Like, I was excited for them at one point. Like, I was kind of like, oh, Beauty and the Beast remake. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Aladdin. No, that's pretty neat. 
But like seeing this makes me go like, oh, these are really all just like executive corporate decision. There's really not any love in this. But it's also because it seems like they're trying to redo everything and not the things that people actually love. Well, they're trying to do it all. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. trying to do everything instead of the things that people actually had some level of enjoyment about. They're just trying to monetize their old their old backlog of stuff. Basically. Yeah. Get some money out of the old properties. Yeah. Kind of like what they're trying to do with Star Wars, more or less. Mm. Oh, Disney. Sucking the blood it's out like, of fucking... <laughs> yeah. Not let, let's not do like Knights of the Old Republic or... Uh, a uh, young Obi-Wan movie, but let's do uh, Solo. Let's do uh, Boba Fett. Let's do uh, Mandalorian. Let's do, uh, I don't know, Leia when she was in diapers. <laughs> like, All right, well. It's like, no, no. All whack. No. All whack. <laughs> but you know what's not whack? Season finale of Promise Neverland. No, it's not whack at all. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into Promise Neverland, bruh. I was like, fuck this show. Like, not in a bad way, though. Yeah, like, fuck, yes, this show. This, I'm like, this fucking show. Let's, let's not even be around the bush here. Perfect Vision. Right? Yes. And let's just say it, the whole season, right? Yes. The whole season, Perfect Vision. Yes. I think there was maybe one episode that we said wasn't Perfect Vision. I think yeah, it was like, we gave it more than passable. Yeah. That's like My Hero Academia levels of, like, good. Uh-huh. I, I'm jaded now. Like I, my my taste for anime is now up here. So if Shield Hero is not this good, <laughs> I'm gonna have a problem with it. Cause this is the modern day Death Note, dude. Like, for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, after last week's episode of the children finally escaping with their amazing last minute ditch effort plan to burn down the house, they end up saving uh, Ray, who we thought he was gonna end up killing himself. Mm-hmm. Nah, Emma and Norman's plan is so on point. Nah, Ray, we got you, dog. You're going to survive. But the cliffhanger of last week's episode was one of the kids was still with mom. Mm-hmm. And turns out, and I love that they, they, they know exactly where to make their cliffhangers. Granted, they have the, the manga to follow as a template, but like the way they're constantly, and the, the whole show is like this, constantly able to swerve you, yank you back and forth to what you think is going to happen. Because that they left that off as a cliffhanger, like, oh shit, they we forgot got, one. We yeah. forgot one. We gotta save that kid. But nah, son, Emma knew enough to be like, you know what? My whole thing's whole. This whole season has been I gotta save, save everyone. everyone. 
but she finally conceded to be like, you know what? Realistically, I can still save everyone, but not in the way I wanted to. Yeah. Realistically, she had to understand that right now, saving half of everyone is better than saving no one. So by saving half, she can save the other half later. So she leaves the really the weakest links, the youngest kids, with Mama. Mm-hmm. And only tells that one kid the what's, truth. Yeah, the truth, what's really going on. Even then I'm like, what four year old? What? Was she explaining yeah. to him? And he was just like I knew it. Yeah, I knew I was like, wait. There's no way. There's no way. That all these kids in this fucking small I'm like I'm I'm 33 and I'm like I feel dumb. I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even be able to fake it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if I, especially the way mom looks when she has her like her creepy looks going on, I would never. I would be break. Able to, I would break. I, I'm like I know everything. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> somehow this little. They're planning to escape tonight. Yeah. <laughs> somehow this little four year old was able to keep his mouth shut and be very calm about it and go along with the plan, because then mom. Because, you know, mom's been through it before, too. She knows all the possible ways people might escape. So she runs right to the wall they're escaping from. And they reveal... I think in this episode, they also reveal... fucking... She's a fucking badass. You saw the way she jumped up that wall? Bruh. I was like, bruh. What fucking bionic woman ass? Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if they didn't have a good plan and it ended up her chasing them, they would have been caught so fast. They would have been fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... They they reveal that the way they're actually gonna get across the the big chasm, the big cliff over the other side of the wall was basically like zip these line. Kids. Like I'm like, what? And then they show like the little training montage. I was like, these fucking yeah. kids. But I'm like, they they didn't reveal to us what they were doing to train for this moment. But then like but, mom's so smart. Yeah, I was like, but she nobody, wouldn't see nobody them. saw this? Yeah, like, like practicing zip lining. She would be like, Yeah, there is a cliff. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like the mom would have put it together. But you know what? For the sake of the plot, I'm just gonna go with it. So the kids were practicing ziplining. So all the kids zipline across. And there's a moment where one of the kids is like scared. Like one of the younger kids is like, I'm scared. I can't do it. I would have threw her ass. Bro. And at the same time, you know, mom was like running toward them. Granted, they didn't know that. They didn't but... know that. But we as the audience did. So I'm like, bitch, you better run. <laughs> you better. If I saw it, because Emma was like one of the last people. So I'm like, if they, if she grabs I thought Emma, that's gonna. I thought that's what was going to happen. Like I thought the kid was going to go across and then Ray was going to look back. And Emma would have got grabbed. Yes. We yeah. already grabbed. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was ready for it. But no. Ray and the little kid get across, and then the mom gets to the to wall. Even at that moment when Emma was just standing, I was like, you fucking better go. Yeah. Why are you standing there? Jump, bitch. But, but it's like, we were so, just like me, just like you, I was so fucking amped. Like, this show, it, that's why I keep calling it the modern day death note. Because like, for it to be no action, like the, 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 the tension they build in these moments... It feels like My Academia. Like, in the same way that I'm like, bitch, you better move. In the same way I felt when Deku was fighting muscular. And I'm like, Deku, you better fucking move. <laughs> you better fucking run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that yeah, level yeah. of, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I love these characters. I'm scared for them. And the tension is so built perfect. So pitch perfect that you're frightened for them. Like, legit frightened. Edge of your seat. N- white knuckle thriller scared. And they had that moment where she looks at mom and she's like, Bye, bitch. <laughs> but more emotional than that. But the fact that in that one moment, it's communicated like, we won. Like, you lost. Like, all of, like you thought you broke us, but no. We're going to fucking make it out of here. She mm-hmm. lines across. And then you get the very emotional backstory. Of the mom. Of mom. Isabel. And you realize that, you know, I mean, we already kind of could see that from uh, the sister 
that these people have all gone through the same thing the kids have gone through. So you kind of, from there, you kind of can piece together, like, okay, so they're kind of victims of their circumstances. But then you actually see, like, the emotional backstory of, like, uh, uh, the person she actually cared about. Not unlike Emma and Ray and Norman, she had someone just like that when mm-hmm. she was coming up in the in the in the the orphanage, who ended up dying. Who ended up dying, and then you don't really. It's like a montage. You don't really see like the the details, but then you see that she was approached for the being a mom candidate. She of course took it because I, I honestly I can't even chagrin her for. It. I can't get mad at her for that because if you were given the options, look, there's demons. Or, <laughs> or I, I, you prolong your life by becoming a mom. You know what are you gonna choose? You're gonna yeah. choose to stay alive. Um, and I thought it was so fucking. I, I did not see this coming, at all. I don't know if you did, Mr. Prediction. No, no, no. And it's like, I should know by anime rules, similar hair. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you look at the hair, the black hair is like, oh, I can kind of see it now. But they reveal that Ray is the son, son of mom, of Isabella. I was like, oh, f-. that's why I was like, fuck this show. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, it's, uh, they reveal it because the, the boy that she had a crush on, like, played this little song on his, like, guitar, mandolin or whatever. Uh-huh. And she would hum it. And she would hum it as she was pregnant. Um, because to, become a, to become a mom, you have to give birth to go back, like, to have a kid go back into the system of the orphanage. Mm-hmm. So one day she's walking like along the wall and she hears that same song being hummed and she's like, no one should know that song but me. And then it ends up being Ray humming it to himself. And as it's already been established, Ray has memories from being an infant. Being an infant so yeah. he knew the entire time that, that, that mom was, mother, was yeah. actually his mother. And he never even told anybody. As far as we know anyway. Yeah, as far No, he never told anybody. Like, what, what did you feel in that moment? When they reveal that it was actually Ray being his, like his, her real son. That's what I said. Sta- I was like, I stared, <laughs> I stared at the screen with my mouth open. I was like, how, how did I not see this? Like, what the fuck? What did he like, say to you? I was like, like what a twist. Why did you give me up or Why something did you like give me- that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. And, the, and her expression. Because she clutches her stomach and her eyes get really big. And you can see, like, in moments like that, you can see she's still a person. Like, she seems horrified by the fact that she realizes that that's actually her son. But then ultimately, she just... But it also explains why they ended up having that connection and why she chose him to be her spy mm-hmm. in the first place out of all the kids. And also why maybe he's a blind spot, blind, a, blind, uh, a blind spot for her. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, you know, he was kind of leaning along with like getting different materials and stuff like that to know what was on the outside. I'm sure if it was anyone else, she probably wouldn't do that. No. But because it was her son... She kind of like a slight and pang it, of affection. Like it all makes sense now, retroactively. But she still didn't give a fuck when she thought he was dead. Remember that? If only I could get the brain. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. You didn't give a fuck about your son in that moment. <laughs> but I mean, like, that added a layer of like emotion to her character I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And then did. at the end where... Like now you care about her a little bit more than you... Before it was like you just want her to die. Well, before when she said like she loved the kids... It seemed like a complete psychopathic sort of love. But now it's like when she says, even at the end of this episode, she's like, she's wishing them well. Like she's hoping that they get away. It's like, I hope you're all safe, my children. Like she legit does care about them in her own sick, demented way, which almost makes her more terrifying. Because like in her mind, she does love them. And I think it's also, I think it's part of it is because like, 
Yeah, she does love them, but at the same time, she knows at the end of the day, at least in her mind, there's no, there's, there's no escape. Like, you can't... Yeah. There's nothing that you can do, so... Even when they were, like, rallying to run and she made that call, and the demons were, like, all, like, singing out alerts to other demons, and you could see them mobilizing, I was like, they're fucked. <laughs> they're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... I think but what's most interesting about her character is how she's a parallel to Emma. Like, she's basically what Emma might have become if Emma didn't have that unwavering faith in other people. Like, she, even, like, like Norman. Like, Norman didn't have the amount of faith that she... Or Ray. She's the only one that had the faith in all the other kids and her family. And I feel like that's why they won. That is why they won. That's, like, that's where all the other kids... That, that's where they basically... What am I trying to say? That's what caused them to fail previously because they didn't have somebody like Emma. Her. I mean, mom herself. She's a perfect example. She's an example of someone who didn't trust anyone else. She basically just gave up. Like, she told Emma to give up. So, it, it, it retroactively makes that conversation they had way heavier because she was basically talking to her younger self going like, you can't escape. Why bother? Like, if, you're, if you keep struggling, you'll be miserable forever. So, just give up. You'll be happier. But Emma didn't, and she had faith in her family, unlike uh, Isabella. And in so doing, that's why they're able to zip line away, because some of the kids had those different skill sets. Like those those two twins or whatever made those um those rocket things yeah. that flew across the chasm to tie into the other side. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, and man. And that's also what made the other kids, Emma's characteristics, her personality, her her unwavering drive to believe in everyone and encourage people. That's why the other kids were so willing to believe this fantastical tale of demons. Yeah. Because I feel like if it, was, if it was anybody else that told this story, they'd have been like, yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, my God. Because I think somebody even mentioned that. I was like, yeah, like I know Emma wouldn't lie about this. Exactly. Her character is what made it possible. But like, not just her character as a person, but her character, like her character character. Yeah. <laughs> um, the moment... Where Ray, and this is what kind of you were talking about, um, about Emma's character, when Ray's acknowledging that and watching the kids like escape over the the cliff, and Norman's quote unquote ghost. ghost walks up beside him, I was like, <laughs> Norman! I still don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead either. Yeah, but, but they keep they playing it heavy. They're making it. They're, they're trying to make you believe he's dead. Yeah. I don't know what to believe. I don't think he's dead. I want to believe Game of Thrones rules. Unless you see a body. Yeah, unless you see a body, he's not. Yeah. But just that moment, because Ray thinks he's dead, just that moment of like acknowledgement where Norman's just like, we did it. Like, you were wrong. Like, we were able to do it with most of the kids. It's all thanks to Emma. And he's like, yeah, you guys are right. I'm like, oh, Norman, <laughs> he's the best. Um, and even at the end, though, I'm so fucking like traumatized by shit like Goblin Slayer. Uh, Madoka Magica that when they're running at the end through the forest did you think something bad was going to happen? I didn't think something bad was going to happen. I was just like where are they going to go? How are they going to survive? Where are they going to get food? Like, I was terrified. <laughs> I was like I'm waiting for one of them to get picked off. Like they're running all together. Oh hope it's all this hope is happening and a demon just like grabs one of the kids in the back like no! <laughs> yeah so no I didn't think that I was just thinking about what now what? What are they going to do now? I don't know. Because they've, they've been taken care of pretty a much their whole, whole life. World. <laughs> yeah, they, but they've been pretty much taken care of their whole life, and now they got to fend for themselves. How is that going to happen? And then also... Yeah, we have no idea what this world's like. And then also, I'm like, how are they going to get back inside? 
He's, she said in a year they're going to come back and save the other kids. But so. how, though? It's one thing to zip line out. out but to go in. Because you're going down a slope. Yeah. But how do you go back? No idea. But I'm hoping that's like what the plot of season two is. Like them acclimating to, maybe even season three. Because I think season two, maybe they're acclimating to the world. And then they're, yeah, they're figuring out who that person in the book is. Yeah. And then season three, maybe, is when they try and get back into the orphanage to get more kids. But then ultimately, it's, it's so depressing because there's no, unless there's like a world of people oh, out you there. You your season three, but Jordan said before, he's like, I hope it's, hope, hey, man, I hope it's only one season. You were right, man. <laughs> this is like, this is sheer runaways. It took the entire season for them, them to escape. But honestly, I didn't give the show enough credit. Like, when I said that at the beginning of season one, was because I didn't know how good the show would be. I didn't know how expertly they would be able to juggle just like uh, dramatic plot threads. Like, you know, I mean, that's, again, it's it's Death Note because it's not like there's like these amazing like epic action scenes or like no, it's a chess match. It's just a chess match, but it's always interesting. Like they they always know exactly what to focus on to make things so fucking tense that you you have to see what happens in the next episode every single episode. Even now, this is the season finale. But I'm still like, I gotta know what happens next. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to know when the I want to know when the second season is gonna. Air. I hope it's not like months or like next year. Oh my god, that was twenty twenty twenties and it's season two. I'm like, I hope it's in like two months or some shit. Uh, I'm gonna look it up actually. All right, well, that's it for the promised Neverland. Should we add anything else? No. Uh, do you want to give your first impressions of Shield Hero? Sure. So basically, uh, the rising of the shield, the hero, uh, tells the story of a guy named Naf. I'm terrible with names, especially <laughs> Japanese names. But uh, Nafumi, Nafumi. Okay. Is it Nafumi O or Nafumi? You're asking me like I know. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Nafumi. Basically, he is a person that lives more or less in our world. Ooh. Real quick, uh, Promise Neverland season two was announced for winter 2019. Oh, okay. So we're on time. My Hero comes back. Yeah. Well, a little bit after. Yeah. Because My Hero's fall. So, yeah, not that far. All right. It's good. But, yeah, Nafumi is basically an otaku who lives in 
uh, present day Japan. And uh, he talks about, you know, him graduating, him being in college and the things that he likes. Again, he's an otaku. And so he ends up in the library and picks up this book that talks about basically like a sword and shield type of world where there's like these legendary, there's four card legendary, uh, four cardinal heroes, a person with a spear, a person with a bow, a person with a shield and a person with a sword. And they're the protectors of the realm. And as he's reading this book, he gets sucked into literally into that world that he's reading about. Oh, it's Isekai? Isekai? I, think it's I don't called. know what that is. I, it's a, a term for a, the genre in anime where a person from the real world gets sucked to a fantasy world. Well, yeah. So that's that ends up being that ends up uh, happening. And he, he was actually summoned okay. to that world. Like they show the people like, oh, the summoning worked. And so he ends up getting the shield. And it's weird in a sense that it's supposed to be because I believe it's uh, the king explains that there are four. I think there's four waves and the first wave passed before they got summoned. And basically every wave that happens is like a group of monsters that terrorize the kingdom. And with each subsequent wave, the monsters get stronger and it gets worse. So before the second wave hits and like a month from now, they summon the four legendary heroes to come protect them. Okay. And you find out that. Each of the heroes are from the are from present day Japan, but the weird thing is they're all from alternate alternative versions of Japan. Alternative versions. Alternate versions of Japan. Oh yeah, I know. So, they're, wait, wait. so not so like they're all timelines. Just like no, different. not different timelines. They're all from the same more or less time, but just different different Japan's. Because they all they all uh, there's a moment where they're in the uh, in their hotel room and they're testing each other. They're like, who won World War Two? And they all have different answers. It's what? like, who is this person? They're like. Oh, I thought we were just from different timelines, but it turns out we're just from different, different Japan's. Like different worlds. Yeah, different worlds in, in Japan, they're, and they're all Japanese, so they all speak Japanese and speak the same language. But yeah. it's just they have a different history. Interesting. And also with that, the weird thing is, all of the heroes are more or less revered, except for the shield hero. The shield, the shield hero is considered the weak one. Yeah, because he's got a shield. <laughs> yeah, because like they all have weapons. Yeah. They all have. Uh, offensive weapons but him being the shield hero all he can do is defend and he can't attack and so bro you need to watch captain america (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking i was like well captain america i was literally thinking that while i was watching i was like well captain america has a shield and he's offensive and defensive throw that shit (laughs) his shield isn't it's not round yeah but uh the thing also the thing with that is like each of the other heroes they have a semblance of what this world is like because they mention like video games in their world. So they're like, oh yeah, this world is like a, they mention like an MMO, but in this world they say a VR MMO or whatever. Okay. Or the other guy mentions, yeah, this this world is just like Border border Bandit or whatever the fuck, whatever game he mentions. Okay. But Shield Hero is basically the only one that has no idea what's going on. And so they also explained to him, it was like, yeah, usually in traditional RPGs, experts don't pick the shield because they're the weakest. He's like, ah, I'm the weakest. (laughs) And so it turns out like there's this, it ends up being, I'm only in episode four, but it turns out there's this weird conspiracy to try to prop up all the other heroes, but the shield hero, like they're for whatever reason, the, the royalty, the Royal family, the King and the princess, they're trying to bring him down. They do all these, everything that they can to try to either, turn the town against them so basically what happens so basically what happens is rpg rpg rules so 
you have to level up. And they're like, okay, the next wave happens in a month. So go out on the town and go level up, go fight and also uh, get companions and level up your level up yourself to become stronger, strong enough to take on the next wave. So what the king does is he invites the strongest people that he knows in the kingdom. And they're like, everybody volunteer to pick which hero that you want. Mm-hmm. And everybody that they, it was, it's like, I think, I don't know how many of them, but it's a lot of, a lot of heroes and they all pick everybody, but the shield hero. <laughs> Let's ostracize <laughs> and mock him yeah. <laughs> for being different. And so he looks, he's like, <laughs> Let's get ready for a Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, they're like, nobody, nobody picks, nobody picked me. What's going on? And so one person the king was like, does anybody volunteer to, to be with the shield hero? Nobody volunteered. Then one person said, one woman, she was like, you know what? I volunteer to be with Sir Hero. And so he thanks her for uh, volunteering to be with him, to be his companion and stuff like that. And, but then also, you know, Japanese is like, oh, it's a girl. I never wow. spoke to a girl. Wait, so you all know? the different heroes aren't like a team? No. Okay. All right. They're, they're, they're meeting for the first time. Okay. You mean, you, wait, you mean the people that volunteer with him? No, 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 no. The uh, other heroes that have like swords the shield, and bows. No, they're, they're, they're all meeting for the first time too. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so the shield hero and the girl, I can't remember her name. They're exploring the town and stuff like that. And then uh, they start fighting and leveling up a little bit because it's all RPG rules. So because he's like the lead hero or whatever, whatever she does, he gets, he gets experience points for. Okay. Well, actually, no, that didn't happen with her. That happened with the later character. But that ends up happening. Whatever the, the, the companion does, the lead gets experience points for. But okay. So they end up in an inn and sleep for the night. And he, the, she takes him, let me rewind. She takes him to a, 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 a blacksmith shop to get weapons and armor and stuff like that. Mm. And then they end up in the inn and they sleep for the night. They're like, okay, in the morning, we're going to go out and fight. We're going to level up some more. And like, okay, cool. So he wakes up, his armor's missing, his, his money's missing. Everything is missing. He's fucking Cardi B. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll get there. <laughs> I robbed niggas. <laughs> so, so they didn't have, but they didn't have sex or nothing like that. But he wakes up and he bang, he bangs on the girl's door. He's like, he's he's like, did something happen? Like, did she get kidnapped? Like, what happened? So he knocks on the door. She's nowhere to be found. He runs, and then all of a sudden, the knights of the kingdom come storming into the uh, to the inn, and they're like, the king wants to speak to you immediately. You've been summoned. And so he goes to the he goes to the king uh, the king back to the castle, and the whole kingdom is there watching, and all the other heroes are there too, and the the woman is there. Standing there, he's like, I can't remember her name, but he's like, you're here, you're safe. And she's, she's, she's cowering behind one of the shield hero, or behind the spear hero. Okay. And, she, and basically, to make a long story short, she accused him of sexually assaulting her. What? <laughs> what? What is this hashtag me too anime? What are you talking about? I was like, wait, they're really going here? Like, what? <laughs> that's what I said. That I said the biggest loop. I did not think that at That's all. what I said. I was like, wait, are they really doing this? And so... She accused him of sex, and basically in this, Hashtag me too. and basically what they say in this kingdom is, uh, it's, they say it's more like a matriarchy kingdom where like women, like, cause there's a moment where she's like, have another drink with me or whatever, and he's like, no, I don't drink, and she was like taken aback by that, like she was shocked, and then like in this kingdom, nobody refuses, like nobody refuses women, like, what the fuck? Yeah. So he's like, no, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not drinking. I'm trying to, you know, then this is, I'm trying to be a hero, yada yada yada. And it's not good for you, whatever. So I'm, at first I was like, because the way they did, I was like, did she drug? Did she put? Did she like drug his uh, alcohol? She's like, 
yeah, have a drink with me. Like, drink up. I want to have a drink with you. Like, it's like, I was like, did she drug his drink? But anyway, he didn't do it. So, yeah, he accused her. She accused him of sexually assaulting him. And apparently the number one, the number one sin in that kingdom is basically sexual assault. Okay. And so the, the punishment <laughs> for that is death. But they're like, because you're a shield hero, we can't kill you because you're supposed to be one of the protectors of this world. And there's no trial. Like, like, this is her work is mine. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, basically, he's <laughs> like, this didn't happen. Like, where's the proof? Did she tweet? It was a tweet about this. <laughs> he's like, there's no proof that we're this canceling happened. you, Shield Hero. So, <laughs> because of that, one of the, one of the knights come back with her lingerie. Was like, we found this in his room. He was like, no, that was not there when you guys no. came. That was like, that was not there when you came to my room earlier. Like, <laughs> with the Monica Lewinsky dress. <laughs> and so, uh, is this episode one? This is episode one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, what ends up happening? Uh, he was just like, well, just, okay, fine. Just send me back to my world. Like, if I'm just this bad person, just send me back. And they're like, we can't send you back. The only way for you to go back is if you, once once all the waves are defeated or whatever, you guys defeat, you guys defeat the waves. That's the only way we can send you back or all of you die, basically. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so... They're like, we have no choice but to, uh, but to let you go. But just know, your punishment, the whole kingdom knows that you're basically a fucking rapist. So don't, don't expect any help. Don't expect any companions. You're going to be on your own. Wow. What? <laughs> but like, is it in their best interest to help him since they're trying to defend their people? Like their land? Apparently, that's that's the weird. That's the conspiracy. I'm like, I don't get that. I'm like, what's the conspiracy? Like, what, what's the popularity contest and all this shit? If like at the end of the day, you need these people to save you guys. Like they're all about the spear, the 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 bow and the sword. But for whatever reason, they're trying to shun the spear hero for what? I mean, the sword, the shield hero for whatever reason. And they haven't revealed what the reason is. They haven't revealed what the reason is. Not yet. What the fuck? And so he, <laughs> shield class is stupid. <laughs> so he ends up he ends up getting a companion. Uh basically he ends it's up cool, it's cool with rape, is that <laughs> he ends up buying a slave, more oh or my less. God. <laughs> what is the <this> show? <laughs> because slavery is legal in this world. And the way the the way the slavery system works, he finds a slave trader. And the way it works is like a curse spell that's like uh like a little not a pentagram, but basically something like that on her chest. And he he's put a female slave. Yes, a female slave. She's good, like a good what, look. <laughs> what's called a demi human. Basically, she's like half raccoon, half human. And basically, demi humans are shunned in this society. Okay. And uh, the way it works is he like he cuts himself, he puts the blood on the crest, and whatever he says, she has to do. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get it, it. It sounds creepy, but it, it does sound creepy. <laughs> but it's it really weird. But it does. It doesn't get creepy because he actually does. Guys, he, I'm not a, a rapist. I just got this demi-human that I forced to do whatever I say. Is that weird? It's yeah, a girl like too. Is that but weird? he ends up. Do, he ends up being no. Like she. She has to do what she says, but he doesn't like get abusive with it. Like for the most part, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't because he's. That like, doesn't seem like he's the type of guy. But no. Like, from the outside looking in, it probably looks terrible. And that's addressed later on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so the only re the only times that he forces her to act is when she's like, because basically with him, because they, they make a mention of like with him being a shield, his only thing is defense. He can't attack because okay. a shield is not an offensive weapon. Okay. So, I'm again, I'm only the shield. So I need a sword. And so... Basically, he like, got. Again, that's why I'm confused. Why the, all the heroes aren't a team? Because you would think this team, because like, they they, meant, they mentioned that for whatever reason, there's like a 
not a curse, but there's a thing on the weapons where they can't interact with each other. If they're around each other, it stuns their leveling up. No, so they weird. have to level up separately. And then I guess maybe come together at the end. I don't know. Uh, but that's, that's why they say they can't uh, be a team. Yeah. Because if they do, it's going sh- to hinder their leveling up process. Ooh, okay. I just I just strapped some swords to the front of my fucking shield. <laughs> he tried he tried he can't when he picks up a sword he gets electrocuted. Oh wow! <laughs> and then there's like a thing like almost like RP again RPG rules where he gets tutorials or whatever that pops up like he doesn't have like contacts or a visor but like I guess the shield creates like words and images in front that only he can see and it's like shield hero cannot use a weapon only use shield like that pops up in front of his vision. Wow. And so, because of that, that's, again, that's why he needs a sword, because he can't use a physical sword. Okay. And so, the only, again, the only, way, the only time he forces, uh, I can't remember her name. Raccoon Girl. Yeah, but the only <laughs> time he forces her, because she's, like, scared to fight, because you find out her backstory, her parents got murdered from the first wave, from, like, these dog creatures, and they tried to protect her. Because she, when she was super young, they 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 jumped in front of her, tried to protect her. And was like, we want you to live, and they basically threw her almost like Moses style. Were they, they humans they put her, or raccoons? No, they were raccoons. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> they basically had her. They basically threw her into the river. It was like live, and that was the last thing she saw of her parents, like protecting her. And so she's scared of monsters because she ended up fighting like her first moment. She ends up fighting what looks like the same dog creatures that kill her parents, but they weren't. They weren't exactly, they're not exactly the same creatures, but they look similar. Okay. And so she's fearful and stuff like that. And so he uses his command over her to like, to basically force her to fight. Like a hero does. <laughs> and so that more or less, that moment more or less is the genesis of her becoming more brave. Cause oh, she's like, I don't want to fight. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. And then like. So what's this move? The, the way the way the out? way the spell works, it's it's not like literally like she's forcing her like she has no control over moving and she's just attacking. But it basically like if she resists, she's in pain. Oh, so it's not even that it makes it gives her like the will to do it. It just gives her the if you don't, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, if you don't do it, you're you're gonna be in pain. Well, that's t- terrible. Yeah, this is, this is the worst <laughs> anime ever. This main character's a rapist. He's abusing this raccoon girl. What the fuck, man? And so yeah, in the one in later episodes, it turns out because again, you find out that the woman that uh, was accused that uh, accused him of sexually assaulting her, she's actually the princess. Which you don't you didn't find you don't find that out until the third episode. Okay. And she manipulates, she's manipulating the spear hero. And so she whispers in his ear, you know, that girl that he, that he's, uh, that his, is his companion. She's actually a slave. And so him being a hero, he's like, oh my God, like that's terrible. Like I challenge you to a duel and all this other stuff. And like the whole kingdom is again, the whole kingdom is against, against, uh, the shield hero. And it's like, but even the girl that, that was a slave, she's like, no, I'm with him with my own free will. Like he fed me when nobody else fed me. I was sick and on the verge of death and he brought me back to health. Mm. The only reason he is advocating for slavery. Yeah. I got you. I got but you. Even he, said, he's like, <laughs> but he, he was like, but slavery is legal in this world. So what do you have a big, what do you have an issue with? No problem. Out, legal. If you have an issue with, if you have an issue with me taking a slave, have a bigger overall issue with the King. He's the one that made it legal. Like, why are you coming for me, bro? <laughs> 
But yeah, but like oh, overall, I, I'm like, it, I mean, it's cool though, because I'm like interested in finding out what's this big conspiracy against the Shield hero. Like, why do people hate him so much? Is there a villain, or is it just ultimately these monsters they fighting? As of right now, it seems like the king and the, the king and the princess are more or less the villain, because they're the one that have this big conspiracy against the Shield hero. So weird. And more, like during the first wave, he was the only one that was all about protecting the people. All the other, sh- all the other legendary heroes, they just wanted to fight the monsters. But he actually went to the village. Him and his uh, slave girl, he, they went to the village and, and protected the people. So, so because of that, it got this one village on his side. Because everybody, again, everybody knew that he was like the so-called yeah, rapist and all the sense. other stuff. Everyone else is attack oriented. He's defense oriented. Yeah. So he defended. He defended the the, the town. And so now, more or less. The town was on his side when uh, there was a moment where the, the princess, there was a moment where the princess and the shield hero go to that town. It was like, from this day forward, I'm the new ruler of this town. And so once again, he defends the town and it was like, you shouldn't be the ruler of this town. He's the one that actually protected us. You didn't do, you didn't do jack shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's basically where I am. <laughs> As Michael throws candy in his mouth what the fuck what is that not candy it's an almond oh okay <laughs> um so what would you rate the first three episodes I'll give it a little more than passable really yeah. you're all about that rape and, <laughs> and slavery but there wasn't rape though it was accusations <laughs> of rape <laughs> alright so you recommend it I would okay so I'll check it out no you won't I mean it sounds you still haven't watched This Is Us or Gone Girl uh Neither of those are anime, so... Aren't they, though? <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out, then. All right, so with that, let's get into News of the Week with Michael. Michael News. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote-unquote. I could call you a nigga, Jordan. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Y'all don't want to hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. There's not a whole lot of news. That's fine. Very short. Couple trailers. Yeah, Annabelle comes home. Everything you see in here is either haunted, cursed, or has been used in some kind of ritualistic practice. (laughs) Nothing's a toy. It's safer for these things to be in here than out there. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Don't your parents keep any creepy stuff around? You keep it all locked away in a room so that we're safe. It's not really good for anyone to go in there. What did you do? I let her out. Who? Annabelle. I'm sorry. What else did you touch? Everything. Can I play with Annabelle? I think you have the wrong house. There's no Annabelle here. Yes, she is. I sometimes see things. Like how my mom sees things. The doll, it's a beacon for other spirits. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Annabelle comes home. What do you think of Annabelle? You want an almond? I do want an almond. <laughs> even though we're probably smacking like a motherfucker. <laughs> I think I don't give a fuck about Annabelle because we got Chucky now. <laughs> like Chucky was the OG Annabelle. And now that we know it's going to be... Spoiler alert. Chucky, that's going to be the, what's going to be in my news. Chucky's voiced by Mark Hamill now. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel about that, though. Why? Because... 
there's nothing against Mark Hamill, but for the most part, a lot of his voices sound the same. So I'm like, so Chucky's going to sound like the Joker. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm actually okay <laughs> with that. I mean, I didn't like the original Chucky voice. But I did, though. So I don't know. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do like a really cute version of the Joker voice. Like, try and make it sound like a little kid. Even like uh, the Phoenix King. What's his name? Granted, he didn't oh, yeah. sound exactly like the Joker. Ozai. But he, he still sound like... He did. But I like that voice. <laughs> no, I like that voice, too. But I'm just still like... I'm like, that coming out of Chucky, though? I don't know. This uh, seems weird to me. <laughs> I'm for it just because it'll make his Chucky laugh. We're talking me. about everything but Annabelle. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason for that. <laughs> but I think he'll, he'll make the Chucky laugh epic. Because Chucky... Got, but it'll be the Joker laugh. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's changed it a little bit. But yeah, Annabelle. We're not talking about Annabelle because they ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> Annab- like Even in the trailer, like it's not even Annabelle doing anything. It's all these random ghosts. Annabelle ra- tracks ghosts. But it's not scary. It's just random people shouting at the screen. Ah! <laughs> oh, jump scare. I like, I like the, the the most recent Annabelle movie. It was, it was cool. I mean, for the most part, all right. I like the 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 move the, the the auxiliary movies of the Conjuring world. For the most, like I didn't see the Nun, but like what was the other one where the Nun first appeared? Uh, fuck. What was the one we saw? Was Conjuring two? I think it was Conjuring two. But then there was another one. I'm blanking. I don't remember, but for the most part, <laughs> I like yeah, the, I these Conjuring universe work. And then it seems like Annabelle, like the 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 Wilsons or whatever, that's not their name. That's fucking us. <laughs> oh, uh, the, whatever. The, Night Owl. Night Owl and his family. Yeah, <laughs> Night Owl. The 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 basically the 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 psychic paranormal people investigators seem like they're gonna be in this movie, and they're usually not in the spinoffs. Yeah, yeah. They're probably not gonna play a huge role. More than likely, it seems like they are. It's in. It's happening in their house, isn't it? Yeah, but it didn't seem like it seemed like they're probably gonna show up. Like another thing, because it looked like it's their daughter, but then it's like, but they're not gonna be involved. So it's like they have to be involved. It's a. It's in their house, and then it's their daughter. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, even in the trailer, I'm just like, I don't understand why. One, why keep this fucking room in their house? But two, why don't why don't why why not lock the door? It looked like they had locks on it, but they unlocked them. Wasn't there a moment where they were unlocking a bunch of locks on a door? I thought that was it. I don't remember. Oh, I think there is. But regardless, the the whole thing was that room was supposed to keep the spirits like locked down. They had like incantations and shit on each of the displays, so they couldn't escape. But in this, yeah, but remember the little girl says she. What did you touch? Everything. But she was already getting, like things were already moving and shit like that. I'm yeah. like, I, uh, so it just it, it 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 lowers their powers, I guess. But when she opened it, and not even opened it, she touched everything. Apparently, <laughs> that made it so they all escaped. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But like, why would you touch everything? <laughs> why? She's I, fucking stupid. I know you're a little white girl. That's what little white girls do in movies. But come on, man. Let's <laughs> make it a little easy for us to root for you. But if you're if you. I think you deserve to die. If you touch everything in a room. Especially when you were told not to go in there. Don't go in this room. I'm going to go in this room. All right, but if you go in that room, don't touch anything. I'm going to touch everything. I like, mean, <laughs> Abu touched. He was told not to touch anything in the Cave of Wonders. Abu's kind of an ass over that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting trailer. But I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to see Annabelle comes home. Especially with Chucky around the corner. Like, if you had to choose between two doll movies, what are you choosing? Chucky? Right? You look at me like, no. I'm like, (laughs) really? You're not going to choose Mark Hamill, Chucky? Only only because, remember I mentioned before, it seems like they're doing an AI. They are doing AI. I don't like it. I want magic. Annabelle's magic. (laughs) Who cares? I care. 
just fucking random people go bah! Bah! but speaking of who cares I'm Alfred Pennyworth <laughs> My name's Alfred Pennyworth, by the way. So Pennyworth dropped the trailer, and it's not even trailer, for the. It's not even, yeah, it's not even really a trailer. Yeah, and it's not even for the DC streaming service. It's for a service called or a, a channel called Epics. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't get it. Why are you releasing all these properties on other channels, but your streaming service, especially considering you need properties for your streaming service, because all you got is like one show at a time. That's not enough. And then you are complaining that you don't have enough subscribers for your streaming service. Maybe this is why. Well, I'm the fuck. All this trailer did or teaser did was remind me that I need to cancel my subscription to DC Universe tab. <laughs> I, I'm one of those idiots. That are so, I'm still a subscriber. I just subscribed, actually, funny enough. Wow, really? <laughs> they can only have one blurred thing because I'm, <laughs> I'm canceling that shit. Especially, like you said, why isn't this on that? If, if this show should be anywhere, it should be on DC Universe app. Because at least then you have a built-in audience that will kind of care. But in this teaser, they didn't even show me anything interesting. All they really did was focus on Alfred turning around going, I'm Alfred Pennyworth. I'm Alfred Pennyworth. But, oh, that's a random young guy. I don't I don't look at him and think, Alfred, like, what the fuck? Why did they make this show? <laughs> I don't because understand. Go- because Gotham worked. And, and, Crypt- and Krypton worked. When's Krypton come back? I think in the fall. Oh, okay. Because Gotham uh, is ending in April. Yeah, no, I don't care. I do. Because <laughs> they're actually going to end it. Like, they're actually going to... It's a season, series Great. finale. Great. But it's going to end with a two-part, and the second part is um, uh, adult Bruce Wayne and Batman. You got to watch, watch it Watch that. Batman Begins. <laughs> no, you got. I got to watch I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it and review it. You have to watch it. It's the end of this, the end of the series. Just watch those two episodes. Why am I being forced to kill myself? <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, it'll be a funny review. But I don't. Gotham has its moments. There are moments of like greatness in Gotham. They're very fleeting, <laughs> and they're very few. But I'm hoping they at least stick the landing on this show that was about fucking Gotham PD that ended up becoming about Bruce Wayne anyway. <laughs> Remember, it was about fucking Jim Gordon at one point. It's supposed to be about Jim Gordon. It's not though. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> they gave up on that like season one. But, uh, I don't remember. What was I going to say? Oh, Pennyworth and how amazing it is and how we no. should all watch it. <laughs> I, I remember now. So we talked about promised Neverland earlier and there was a scene between Norman and Ray how they're basically giving props to Emma and basically saying like none of this would have been possible without her. Mm-hmm. Well, there's somebody else that's basically giving that same speech within the MCU between Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. And more times than not, when people think about the MCU and the genesis of the MCU, they always think about RDJ, but RDJ is saying, no, basically this world wouldn't have been possible without Chris Evans as Captain America. Aww. And so he comes and says, <laughs> in sweet news, <laughs> He comes and says, Evans' suspension of his own disbelief, regardless of whatever doubts he had, is the reason all of these other worlds are able to be built. Starting with Avengers, and then Guardians, and Black Panther. People love to say, and I'll eat it up, that I'm kind of the progenitor of this whole universe. But if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about it in terms of team building, and you want to talk about it 
as the most successful creative relay race in the history of cinema, he was the critical leg. I've been in hundreds of scenes with this guy. Nobody laughs more than him. Sometimes he makes me self-conscious, like, should I be more fun? There's a, little bit, there's a little bit of like just trying to shake out the anxiety. And I've also seen him over the last 10 years go from being someone who had laughably real social anxiety to someone who has grown more and more comfortable in their own skin. Hmm. Wow. Wait, is this an apropos of nothing? Like, where does this come from? Because they're doing uh, Avengers promo. Oh, so. press tours? Yeah, press tours. So he oh, just okay. came out. And then also there was this huge like Hollywood reporter expose on Chris Evans and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember he had like a really bad social anxiety, so I guess it got better. Or it's getting better. That's really sweet. I mean, it's not untrue if you think about it. I mean, who's the heart of the MCU? I would say Captain America. If anything, I think even Captain America's movies made Tony Stark relevant again after Iron Man 3. <laughs> it did. Yeah, Civil War. War. Yeah. So. He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. And that's why people... Which means he's going to die. Yep. <laughs> that's why everybody's thinking Captain America's going to die. <laughs> no, I was, thinking, I was thinking Iron Man. Oh, you think Iron Man's going to yeah. die because of that? Because you need the heart. No, you want to destroy the heart. <laughs> <laughs> you want to crush the heart. People go, no! <laughs> but, uh... Speaking of... Uh, but she's saying that just because he's like, if I make it seem like he's the main person in MCU, he'll die, then I'll be there. <laughs> and I can stick around. <laughs> But yeah, Avengers Endgame comes out and now exactly 24 days from now. Shit, 24. (laughs) And people are wondering, when the fuck am I going to be able to buy my tickets? That's a good point. Tickets are going to sell tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, so the second? The second. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So (sighs) make sure you're staring. For those of you that are in school or whatever, going to be at work. Make sure you're staring at the phones because that shit is going to go by super quick. It's going to be sold out so fast. So fast. I feel like I'm going to buy a ticket for the like Thursday screening. I'm buying a ticket. Well, not buying because I have a list, but I'm getting a ticket for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> really? Yes. You're going you're gonna to watch it four times, one each day? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm saying wow, but at the same time, that might be a smart thing to do. Cause I I saw Infinity War. Twice. I'm on vacation. I took. It's funny. I you took off that weekend. I, no, not that weekend. I took off that week. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like you already know. I'm like, not. I was like everybody took their vacation or whatever. I'm not. I'm taking my vacation the week of Avengers. I'm not going to work that whole week. Is it for celebration or mourning? <laughs> Could be both. <laughs> A little bit column A. A little bit column B. I mean, Chris Evans out there talking about he's seen the first hour and cried like three times. I'm like. Bro, <laughs> what? This movie is gonna be ridiculous. So I'm going, especially since I don't have to worry about. Oh, I gotta go to work that night because because with Avengers, with it being three over three hours, I'm like I can't go to work. Didn't we see Civil War and you went to work like that night? I didn't. No, I didn't work overnight during Civil War. Was it Civil War? I was still a flight attendant. I remember we. we so left. I don't work overnight. I didn't work. I don't work overnights. Oh, then we were just in the city mad early. We ended up going home at like four o'clock in the morning, something like that. I remember, right? Then we go. It was me, you, Jamie. We went out to eat. Yeah, after. we went to the bar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't come back until like three or four in the morning. I just know I'm going. I'm seeing it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. And I'm using my A list. I was gonna say Friday. If, I mean Thursday, Saturday. And if A list doesn't work, because I remember you couldn't use A list for Infinity War. Mm. 
I'm hoping that's not the case, but I'm still going to see it Thursday, Friday. It's like, goddamn. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done with that. <laughs> so we could actually go together this time now that since I'm off. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's true. Okay. So we, oh, yeah. Thursday. Let's do that. Yeah. I might we, just go gotta, s- we just got to plan it out, though, because I'm like, if tickets go on sale, we got to like coordinate. Well, just one of us buy it and we'll pay the other person back. I'm not buying all four days. <laughs> no, I mean, for uh, Thursday. Uh, I'm like, Thursday. what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come, I see it with. Uh, my girlfriend on Saturday. So for Thursday, we'll see it together. I'm going to see it with my girlfriend on. Never. So you <laughs> cut your hand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so tickets going to sell tomorrow. Doesn't say what time, but <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's like probably midnight or some shit like that. <laughs> no, it'll probably be around like noon or something like that. Because yeah, I think probably. CinemaCon is going on. So they're probably going to. It's probably they're probably gonna do a, the rumor is like they're probably gonna do a Disney presentation. Then right after that, it's gonna be tickets on sale now yeah, or whatever. I can see that. Usually it's around noon. But uh, yeah. So talking about everybody's gonna be scrambling at the box office. Well, you you mentioned that people were applauding in your theater. Well, your theater is probably the only one because Dumbo is number one at the box office. But okay. It only opened at a very, very, very soft $45 million wow. at the box office. That's really interesting. Cause I was like, this must so, be doing well because my theater was packed. With this trajectory, unless it has a huge like, like uh, staying power at the box office, Fuck which considering no. all these other properties that Shazam's are coming out, coming especially out like next week. And Pet Cemetery comes out. Well, not should, well, yeah, Pet Cemetery comes out next week, too. Oh, there you go. So, and then Avengers and then all this other stuff. Yeah, uh, like Hellboy. A, oh, yeah. It's like a never-ending like train of A-list titles coming out. So, with that said, Dumbo might end up being Disney's first flop this year. <laughs> Floppy ears, eh? <laughs> yeah. It's not soaring. It's not soaring at the box office. <laughs> In fact, you would say it's crashing like a two hundred pound elephant would. <laughs> yeah, but. What is oh and then the also the, the the weird thing let me let me ask you a question. What? Well, I guess I probably just gave it away. But which movie do you think costs more money? Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, or Dumbo? I would say mm, Dumb uh no, Captain Marvel. No, you had it right the first time. Is Dumbo? Yeah. I knew that was like probably gonna be the answer based on what you were saying. That's why I was like, yeah, I think I just gave it away. How is that possible? I guess maybe because it's really it's so much Dumbo CG and it's so high quality. Know, Dumbo cost 170 million to make. Holy shit! Captain Marvel cost 152 million to make. And what was Ant Man? Ant Man and the Wasp was 162. Actually, Ant Man was higher than I thought it'd be. But goddamn, Dumbo ain't making that money back. <laughs> it's not. Especially with $45 million opening. No, no. <laughs> I ain't never seen an elephant flop. <laughs> I ain't never seen this box office flop. <laughs> but what is soaring at the box office is I got five on it. Us has now crossed the $100 million mark. Meanwhile, what was their budget? Like fucking probably not even near that. Almost like $20 million. Exactly. A little bit, a little over $20 million. Horror movies are really the way to go if you want to make your money back in a box, box office. They are. Or Tyler Perry movies. <laughs> they are that. Horror movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so kudos to Jordan Peele. Hey, man. <coughs> well earned. 
Because even though that shit didn't make sense, I still enjoyed it. So what does that say? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I've ever experienced a movie like that where it's like, this shit doesn't make any, any sense. sense. But I still but like I liked it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, don't well written. Said, I don't know what that says about it. You think or is it wrong? Because it doesn't make sense. I, I think I, it's well directed. I heard people speculating that they were intentional. Like he, he, because we've seen that he can make a very tight move like Get Out if he wants to. So I've, I've seen people argue that maybe in this case, because he did say this is a horror movie versus like a documentary, that he allowed those plot holes because he felt like ultimately they didn't affect the the story that he created. In some ways, he's if that's the case, in some ways that's he's not wrong. I mean, it would make sense but at the same time, like, or is that just the internet trying to find an excuse? Probably, <laughs> but these are like these are these aren't even like these are glaring plot holes. Like these are like if any you don't need even a second pass to identify. these I mean, plot but holes. but a lot of movies have like glaring plot holes. We talked about the glaring plot holes in Captain Marvel. Not like us though. Us is like you think about the plot for five minutes. It's like that shit does not make it's like very. What you say? Again, you think about the plot for five minutes of Captain Marvel. It's like, but wait, how did that doesn't make that doesn't fit with the timeline that we just we have twenty we have twenty one movies. It's not like with us. It's yeah. like it's just with the one movie. I'm just creating this one movie, this one world. There's no follow up or anything rules established. It's just whatever I want to make it. But I don't think your average person would be so into like the Marvel timeline and be like, oh, well, what a test record was doesn't really make sense or whatever those issues are. But, but it should be considering you have to you. It should. I, I feel like it should be more. Uh more of a like coherent or more uh forced upon you considering that you have a blueprint already as opposed to this one movie it's like there's no blueprint i'm just making it as it is but it's, it's there's no world there's no previously established world i get what you're saying but i think it's a type of plot hole i think for captain marvel to have plot holes like us we would have had to be like wait they never explained uh, how captain marvel's powers make sense like you know what i mean like we have to be like wait that's how she got her powers but that doesn't make any sense you know what I'm saying? Like big plot holes like that, like big glaring. Like think about it for five seconds and be like, that doesn't add up at all. Well, we did kind of say that, like the way she got her powers didn't make any sense. Like, but the, the Infinity Gem or Infinity Stone. So it's like whatever. <laughs> it's magic. You do whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting that a movie like Us exists, where it's like, wow, this is really glaring fundamental structural issues with how this world is set up and is supposed to be working. But at the end of the day, you just care about the characters so much, and like the the story they present is so compelling that you don't really care about the big glaring plot holes. I think, in some ways, like that's a testament to his writing. It's like, it doesn't, but 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 Jordan Peele, but this doesn't make any sense. It don't matter. <laughs> you're still gonna love it. It's like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> I still do love it. Well, speaking of something else that people love, a lot of people love Angelina Jolie. Till- oh, I saw these rumors. To the point that when she was Maleficent, that movie made a shit ton of money. I'm making a sequel. It's gonna be a part. Yeah, it's gonna be a sequel. Why? Well, (laughs) she's sticking with the Disney brand, and it's not even a rumor. Apparently, she's in final talks to be the female lead in the Eternals movie. Oh, I didn't realize it was the lead. Yes, the female. Oh, female lead. Female lead. Oh, so that means the main character. Wasn't the main character supposed to be a gay guy? Well, they're they're saying that they want the 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 male lead to be a gay actor. All oh, right. So it's unclear if it's even like a gay character. Yeah, it's unclear if it's a gay actor. But on top of that, this goes to right the next thing. They're saying that the male lead, not in terms of the actor, but it's good in terms of the character, they want it to be Hercules, which is also weird because I'm like Hercules is an, an eternal. I was just thinking, I'm like, wait, Hercules is internal in 
Eternal comics? He's an Olympian. Granted, Hercules has a lot of history with the Eternals, but for him to be the lead in an Eternals movie, he's not an Eternal. Huh. Um, I mean, how do you feel about the Angelina Jolie news? I mean, Angelina Jolie, I mean, she's a great actress, so I don't have a problem with it. And Marvel seems to be getting like a lot of these high caliber actors yeah. in their, you know, in their properties, like phase four, phase three, going like leading their properties going forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily surprised by it. I'd have more of an opinion if I knew what the character was that she's playing. Yeah, I don't know who she's playing. I don't really know that much about the Eternals, period. So yeah. even if they announce, oh, she's playing Wondergog. And I'm like, who is Wondergog? <laughs> I don't know who that is. So. Um... Random side note for me, every time I think about Angelina Jolie, the first thing I think about is her ass from Beowulf. I've actually never seen that. Never seen Beowulf? No. Yeah, it's all right. I, it probably looks like shit now. That was an all CG movie. But the weird thing about like Hercules, and I guess it'll probably fit with the whole gay thing rumor, Hercules in the comics is actually bisexual. Well, they tried to retcon it in the solo comic series, but previously he was established as bisexual. Like He had a fling with Night... Uh, Nightwing. No, he, he had a fling with Northstar at one point. Oh, wait, why are they trying to retcon it? Because oh, he has his own solo series. We can't make, we can't give it to a, a bi guy. Like he has to be straight and macho. But how do they retcon it? They just don't mention. I don't it. like dudes now. <laughs> no, they just don't mention it. Oh, okay. And even the executive, even the uh, Axel Alonso, who's the chief, whatever, at one point. He was just like, oh, yeah, we're not, he's not, in, in our solo series, he's totally not bi. He's, he's straight. It's like, but what about all those other times? Oh, my God. Beowulf was like trash now. Angelina Jolie's ass. <laughs> yeah, it looks and Beowulf. It's like a PS4 game. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks terrible. But yeah, so Hercules. And they're also going to say uh, he's going to be, he's going to have a big rivalry with Thor. He's like, he's going to be one of Thor's biggest rivals going forward. Is that in the comics? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I know he's been an Avenger for a long time, but I don't know if they've had a rivalry. Wow, Beowulf looks like trash now. <laughs> oh, that's her full body. Oh yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks like wow. <laughs> but speaking of something that also was <laughs> might have been terrible. So remember the whole Gambit movie with Channing Tatum? <laughs> I'd rather forget it, but yeah. <laughs> well, you might not. You might not have to forget it because it might be coming back now that the whole Disney Fox thing is uh, official and Disney has the rights to the X Men. They squashed that forever. No. What? Now they they are meeting with Channing Tatum and the people what? behind it, and <laughs> are looking what? And are looking to possibly do a solo Gambit movie. They're evaluating. They're evaluating it basically. The, the evaluation should be like a lever they pull to go like, reject yeah, no. it. <laughs> what? So, Disney, I, I thought better of you. I thought this was going to shut down all that crap that the Fox was trying to do. And this is according to Variety. I'm not, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> so we might, be getting, we might be getting a solo Gambit movie after all. If Disney greenlights a solo Gambit movie, I lose all faith in Disney. <laughs> I would too. What are they doing? But uh, speaking of losing all faith, we already mentioned, uh, well, I'm going to skip that. We already mentioned Mark Hamill, so I'm moving on to the next part. So losing all faith. So we talk about Arrow being trash Mm. and Mm. next season being the last season of Arrow. Oh, I think I know what you're about to say, but continue. Well, one of its tentpole characters. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Couldn't even wait till the last season to be over. It makes no sense. Emily Emily Beckett Richards, a.k.a. Felicity, is leaving before this season is over. 
it's like a slap in the face. The whole franchise. yeah. I was like, she can't even wait for the la- like. She can't even wait for the the. Final is it her season. choice or is it? I like don't know a- if it's her choice. I'm assuming it has to be her choice. But like, at one point, Felicity broke the show. Like, Olicity at one point ruined Arrow. This recent season is entirely focused on future Felicity. But yet she's gonna leave the show before the end. It doesn't make so. I'm like, she's she such gonna, an integral part. Is she gonna die? It, doesn't, alive make, in the it future. doesn't make any sense. What? Well, I don't. You saw it. If you try to see those episodes, oh, yeah. But she's alive in the future, unless she dies. Unless no, they're gonna figure sense. out some way to retcon. Like, I don't know. I'm, it doesn't make sense to me. To me, it just feels like I'd be if I was Stephen Mel or the the showrunners for Arrow. I'd be like, yo. I, I at one That's why I'm wondering if it's is it her choice or are they write, writing her off? If they're writing her out, it's one thing. But if it's her choice, it's like a slap in the face. It's like, yo, you ruined our show. Yeah, especially <laughs> considering like the next episode is only only like ten episodes. Like you can't you, like what the you can't fucking stay around for ten episodes. <laughs> it it takes away a certain level of closure too in the last season because like that's when you would think you'd be paying off that illicit relationship you've been building all these seasons, like and have some closure for it, some conclusion. But and this, on top of that, they like, just not like her character's pregnant. Yeah. She's married to the main cat. Like, it's, are, like they getting a divor- are they getting are they getting divorce? Well, like, how are they going to write her off? In the future episode, in the very beginning, it seemed like Arrow or uh, Oliver Queen and Felicity had like ran off together. Like they went off to some hidden cabin and gave birth to their daughter, like without anyone else knowing. Because when the adult character, like when Renee and them meet uh, his daughter as an adult, they didn't even know that Felicity had a daughter. So like apparently they they kept her a secret from everyone, so maybe that's what she'll be doing in season the last season is raising their daughter separately from them, but the assumption was the reason why he wasn't around was because he dies, so maybe at first she's raising her by herself and she's waiting for him to come back to them or whatever and then he dies before he can. That's a lot because supposedly he's not supposed to die to the next season. Yeah, ten ten more episodes in the next season, so it's like. I don't even know how this season's gonna end or where it's going. (laughs) It's just more reasons to not care about this show anymore. (laughs) On one level, though, I got kind of excited because I'm like, maybe they're gonna do like a old man Oliver thing or something experimental. Maybe he's gonna be secluded for the entire last season and go back to his Batman roots where he's like by himself. I don't know. No, they're not doing that because they're not even showing him in the future. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I still care anymore. I don't care about CW shows anymore. Even Flash. Well, speaking of not caring, guess uh, there's a character that's coming back in the Suicide Squad. What, from the, their, the movie? From, from the, yeah, the James Gunn version of Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be the, the, the character that everybody cared about. I mean, I told you. Captain Boomerang. <laughs> told you. If anybody was going to come back, I, t- I said him Captain Boomerang. He's a big, quote unquote, a big name actor. They didn't have enough development in the first movie for him. Does it, again, just like Dumbo, does anybody care? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see that one coming. But uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what he does with that unicorn in the next movie. <laughs> well, you already know he's going to do with the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of something that is exciting and that I do care about, because it gets me a little bit excited, especially considering he didn't like the original. So Stephen King said he saw The Pet Cemetery, which comes out next week. And he basically said... That it's fucking great. It's a really good movie. Okay. For Pet Cemetery. 
Cool. Thanks, Stephen King, for your cosign. <laughs> so, I mean, but that gets me a little bit more excited about the movie because he didn't like the first one. He hated the first Pet Cemetery. Yeah, but I never take any stake in this, like those kind of comments. This seems like PR bull. Same thing with uh, uh, James Yeah, but he's, he's, he's not known to, 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 to like be like, placate the audience be like oh yeah go see my movie go see the movie it's great yeah. it's like no he'll let you know if it, like like uh what's his face uh the shining he didn't like the shining okay so maybe he has more uh credibility i'm just i'm thinking about people like james cameron who like co-signed terminator genesis or genesis and i was like movie was, he was like this is the true sequel to terminator 2 i'm like this shit was terrible <laughs> yeah, he, he, i mean he hasn't been known to do do that type of stuff okay all right so I'm a, I'm a little bit more excited. Plus, uh, I think the Rotten Tomato score is pretty high for uh, Pet Cemetery. I think it's in the 90s. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Okay, I can look it up. I think, it, I, th- I think it's in the 90s. But speaking of something else that gets excited, us, us, it's, it's April 1st, which means Game of Thrones comes out uh, next, not, the, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after next. Woo! And so... Uh, one of the writers for Game of Thrones basically revealed the episodes to rewatch before season eight drops. And so that list includes The Winter Is The Winter Is Coming and King's Road, which is the first two episodes. <laughs> okay. Throwback. He also, also real quick though, um Pet Cemetery is eighty five percent. Eighty five percent, that's yeah. still pretty high. Yeah. Uh the next episode he mentions is Baylor, which is the uh episode that Ned Stark dies. Oh goddamn. He mentioned Fire and Blood, which is the episode where uh, Daenerys is revealed to with the baby dragons. Should I be writing these down? <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> Next episode for, uh, that he mentions is What is Dead May Never Die. And that is the episode where, uh, what is that? Something to do with the... Tyrion plays the various council members against each other and roots out a spy. And... Uh, a kill kind of flapping banners during Theon's baptism scene. There we go. I'm like that. That's the, the, Plus, the ocean people. I got introduced to Brienne, Brienne, Brienne of Tarth. So Brienne of Tarth's first first episode. Okay. Uh, the next episode he recommends is the old gods and the new, and that one is uh, Theon's box execution of Sir Sir Roderick, and you meet you greet you greet for the first time, Egret. Egret, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Uh, the next episode he recommends is Blackwater. That's the big battle at uh at uh King's Landing where uh Oh, Tyrion was there to defend it. Tyrion was there to defend it, yeah. and he finds that little uh green explosive explosive power. Uh, wildfire. Yeah, the wildfire. Next episode he recommends is a Walk of Punishment. He says, uh, "This is the episode that Jamie's hand is chopped off." Mm, that was a good one. Season three. Yeah. Next episode he recommends is uh. He recommends a total of, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a total of some number. <laughs> but the next episode he recommends, it's not a long, long list, but the next episode he recommends is, uh, and now his watch has ended. And is that when Jon Snow leaves the Night's Watch? Uh, let me, uh, or mid- is that when he dies? Mid-season stunner features the brutal m- mutiny at Crowster's Keep. The emergence of Ramsay Snow as one of the, our major villains, Varys' creepy origin story, and Danny's triumph triumphant march to Astapor with the unsullied army at her back. Wait, so was that when 
Jon Snow die, or was that just when? No, because Jon Snow died in season six. This is season three, episode four. Oh, so that was with the um, the, so she, the weird incest people. I marched to Astapor with the Unsullied. So I guess that's when she first got the Unsullied. Well, I'm talking about the watches ended part. I think that was uh. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll keep beeping. Oh, that was when um didn't they liberate Sam's wife there? I think so, yeah, because it says the mutiny at Krauser's Keep. Yeah. Rest in peace, Commander Mormont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. And the next episode he recommends is Kissed by Fire, season three, episode four. That's the uh, episode right after uh, Jamie lost his hand, and he basically tells the story of... Uh, oh, the Mad King? The Mad King. Mm. And uh, other stuff that happens. <laughs> but, yeah. Slay that bitch. <laughs> and... Again, uh, next episode. That was a good episode because for a long time you thought that you just heard the rumors of what Jamie had done, where he was just a Kingslayer. But then you realize that, like, oh no, he was actually doing a noble thing by killing that guy. Well, this next episode he recommends, which obviously, duh, it's not a very noble episode. The Red Wedding, the, rain, the Reigns of Castamere. It's probably the best episode though. Yes. <laughs> that's that's really what put Game of Thrones on the map. Everybody that's, was talking about Red Wedding. And that's the thing I heard about. Everybody's talking about the Red Wedding, and I'm like, I don't know what everybody's talking yeah. about. <laughs> but yeah, but another episode he recommends is The Laws of Gods and Men. And that's the one with Tyrion's trial. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that, is that the actual... That's not the Oberyn fight, is it? It's the trial? Uh, It is the Oberyn. I think it is the Oberyn fight, because it's uh, season four. Mm, okay. Uh, what does it say? I've been the I've been obsessed with the courtroom dramas ever since I've memorized blah blah. Uh, much like the Red Wedding, we shot the trial in sequence, and it was a thrill to watch Peter over the course of a week carefully modulate his performance before letting it all boil over into a blistering monologue. So yeah. oh yeah, that's at the end when he like no. Gave so that that's not speech. Tyrion's fight because no. the next episode he recommends is the Mountain and the Viper. Yeah, that was like so the, that's the fight. That was when he gave like the big fuck you to uh, his dad. Yeah. So this is the next. So that's the next episode: the Mountain versus the Viper. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Oberyn. I, I hate that episode because I was oh so my. mad. I was so mad when Oberyn died. Yo, when he came into Tyrion, it was like he gave that whole story about uh, his family called him a monster, and then we went as a kid to go see the monster. He saw Tyrion. He was like, "This is not the monster. This is a baby. I will. I will fight I will for fight. you." I'm like, oh, Oberyn! <laughs> and the motherfucker got his head fucking smashed. <laughs> Pop like a watermelon. I was like, all right, Oberyn's winning. And he didn't win. Say her name. <laughs> you raped her. You killed her children. Say her name. It's like, oh, that Spanish, like that Latin passion. <laughs> I, lo- I love, oh, I, wanted, I wanted to fuck Oberyn. <laughs> his, his wife's scream is how everyone felt. <laughs> She's like, touch her face. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. At least let me get one more sexy. <laughs> Yeah, he was just fucking everybody in King's Landing. I like this, and I like this. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> but the he, next, made, he made being bi cool. <laughs> the next episode he recommends is The Children. And that's the episode where Brienne and the Hound fought. Mm. And Brienne whooped his ass. That was a good fight. Yeah, that was a Also great... very scary fight. Because like, oh my God, anyone who dies in this, I'm not, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want the Hound to die by yeah. that point. Yeah. And then he uh, recommends Hard Home. That's the zombie. That's the zombie episode the where zombie, the walker, yeah. the, yeah. Wi- the walker, the, 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 the night king, king does the thing at the end where you're just like, fuck. <laughs> I, I rewatched that episode recently, man. That shit, 
when you just when they have like that big wide shot of all of like the dead bodies, and then there's like slowly, no score in the back. It's just no, silent, dead silent. It's yeah. Night King and Jon Snow just like looking at each looking other, looking at each other. It's like yeah, do something. <laughs> it's like oh shit. And it's like you think you you think you won. You see all these bodies. What you gonna do now, motherfucker? <laughs> 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 That's gonna be crazy in the final season when they actually have to fight them. And like, because every time they lose a person, that's another that's person. That's another person in the army. to their army, yeah. It's like, how are you gonna beat that? <laughs> but the the next episode is, and it's good, it's cool to go through these. Oh episodes. my God. Because I'm also they... going through, I'm also re watching yeah. the, the show, which I'm like, I'm not gonna, because the plan was I wanted to finish before the next season, but it's not happening. It's too many episodes, and they're too long, an hour each. Yeah. But uh, the moment they kill off a main character in a big battle, and then Night King raises them. That's gonna be fucking. Uh, oh, it's like a twist the knife in the heart. Like, uh, no. Sansa is a white. I, I no, I riot. I could see like um, uh, the Hound or somebody like that becoming a white. Yeah, yeah. but that also makes me wonder, like, where 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 does it end and meet in terms of like? Because remember the uh, the Lord the Lord of Light keeps bringing the guy back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so if he dies or if anybody, anybody of them dies, like what's to stop the Lord of Life from bringing them back versus becoming a white? It only seemed like a select people got brought back though. Only that guy and, and John. And Jon Snow, yeah. Did that guy die though? I don't think so. He's I still, alive, he's still right? alive, Oh, no, his friend his died. His friend died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bear killed him. Yeah. That was, that was fucking... That, that was awesome. That Walker <laughs> Bear, yeah, that was fucking brutal. <laughs> but yeah, next, That's another thing. Like In the, the, the Dead's army, there's like giants. Like Giants, we, bears, now they got a dragon. Yeah, the fuck, man. <laughs> but the next episode is The Door. And I don't even need to explain that. Oh, oh the, the Door. door. <laughs> Fucking, he's the true hero of Game of Thrones. And, of course, you got to have this episode in there, Battle of the Bastards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it wasn't even in order? Huh? It's not in order, is it? Well, it is in order in a sense. Oh, it is, because Heart Home is before that. It goes from seasons one yeah. now but yeah, it's not right. like every single episode of those. It's only certain episodes. No, no, you're right. I, I got confused because I thought Hard Home was Yeah, because The Door is season six, episode five. Battle of the Bastards, season six, episode nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next episode of that is The Winds of Winter. And that's the episode where Cersei blew up the church and uh, Tomlin. Tom, Tom, Tomlin? Is Tom that his in? name? Tomlin. He killed himself. Yeah. In the most hilarious way. <laughs> you fucking. He's like, I'm done. Demonic. <laughs> that shit was dark. Like, I got quiet in that moment. You fucking talk about that was hilarious. And you talk about me being evil. Wait, when Tommen died? Yeah. It's the way he, like, jumped out the window, though. Like, he just, like, he I thought, the, the I thought that shit was dark. <laughs> he just, like, just fell out. He's like, I'm done. I thought that was super. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, I I Jordan, was, Jordan's like, <laughs> I was cheering for Cersei. I'm not going to lie in that moment, though. <laughs> that whole. I was too. I was like, fucking boss. She's in that moment. She's really hot. Like, I don't know if it's power. I don't know if it's the short hairstyle I like, but Cersei can get it. <laughs> just like Oberyn can get it. But I'm not related, dead, though. But he's so. dead. Yeah, he's, 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 he's so dead. Yeah, you're, so she doesn't want you to us. Then yeah. you're not related. No, I gotta be her brother. <laughs> or a cousin. <laughs> or a cousin or something. But the next episode is The Queen's Justice. And that's the episode where uh, What's-Her-Face is locked up in the... Uh, in the, in the cell with her daughter, and they're like trying to grab oh, each other. Oh, oh, Cersei's one, Yeah, one is poison. And then that's also the episode where Lady Olena dies. 
Mm-hmm. That was also the episode with that, that boss ass moment where she reveals that she killed Joffrey. Tell Cersei. Tell Cersei was me. And also the fact that she told Jamie after he just gave her mercy by giving her that that poison rather than having Cersei torture. I would have stabbed. I would have like you word. I'm like yeah okay. And I wasn't and I wouldn't have stabbed her like one time. I'd have been like stabbed like like Jason style like you mother. Torture ass. I'm yeah. like, why? But you know he could kill you still, right? <laughs> like, I don't understand why you think he, he just wouldn't. And she didn't even care at that, but she was like, will it hurt? No. And she just drunk it like a boss. Yeah, like, all right. <laughs> I'm fucking done. And then she was just dropped it. You know I killed Joffrey, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was also the episode that they fucked and Cersei didn't care anymore. Like, she, just, she revealed that they're, she was fucking Jamie to her maids or whatever. Yeah. Remember? Because that was, that was after she tortures... The Sand Snake Girls. Yeah. Like immediately after, she's like, now I'm horny. Are you horny? It's like, no. <laughs> he's like, there's people around. He's like, so what? I'm the queen. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> I think that was also the episode where Jamie started to realize, like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> the look of his face when after they fuck and she walks to the door and opens the door. Just for opens the, the door. Jamie's like, he's like, oh my God, what are you, why are you doing this? <laughs> and she's like, why are you ashamed? <laughs> Oh man! The next episode is the spoils of war. That was the that's big the, fire. Uh, that's the dragon fight. fight. Yeah, the dragon fight, and we were like, I don't know who to root for, Jamie, <laughs> Danny. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, run! We were like, like we were Tyrion in that moment. It's like, move, you fucking idiot! Yeah, <laughs> that was the best. I think the best moments are the moments where you don't know who you should be rooting for. It's like I don't, I don't know. Who to <laughs> Yeah, you're running like math equations in your head. Like, I, okay, but if Jamie dies, and then I don't know. <laughs> and the next episode is the dragon of the dragon and the wolf, and that's what T- uh, Cersei and Daenerys meet for the first time, and she brings her dragons. The dragon and the wolf is when Cersei and Daenerys meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And those are the episodes that he recommends to rewatch before season eight. What he didn't recommend the last episode where Daenerys and him fuck, <laughs> whatever. Well, I guess that was, I think, I think that was that episode. It was the same episode? Because it says uh, season finale of season seven. Oh. So yeah, it was the same episode. It's all messed up in my mind. Okay. If those out there listening, I hope you wrote those down because I didn't. Or just just rewind the podcast. (laughs) That too. I might rewatch those episodes now. I've rewatched some of the later ones, like the, uh, the meeting between I'm trying to rewatch the whole show. I might not catch up before season eight, but you're a trooper. <laughs> I was just trying to catch the highlights. <laughs> I'm almost at the end of season three right now. One of my favorite pastimes recently has been rewatching um, Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame AMVs before the finales. AMV uh, American version. Well, okay, that's not true. That I call AMVs. It, it, that AMV stands for anime music video. So maybe animated, but they're not animated either. Just music videos, like like those. Remember when I showed you like the the White Wolf thing with Jon Snow, like a compilation video of a bunch of different scenes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The King of the North. The King of the North. Yeah, shit like that. I realized that Game of Thrones and Avengers give me the exact same nostalgia feels, like those long running narratives with like giant long running character arcs have changed characters fundamentally from point A to B. Just gives you all the fucking. Like you feel like you've you've grown up with these characters. It's like, oh, they've all changed so much. I don't want them all. I don't want any of them to die. And yet they're probably all gonna die. <laughs> well, speaking of catching the feels, Jordan Peele is giving white people the feels 
all over the world. And it's not the good type of feels. Oh, my God. <laughs> White people are upset. Oh, my God. When aren't they upset about some black man saying something? <laughs> because Jordan Peele said while he... Uh, where, where was he talking? He said, fuck white people. Basically, <laughs> That's what the people heard anyway. It was while he was promoting Get Out, he basically came out and was just saying, I don't know if somebody asked him a question that prompted him to say, no. Yeah, it was, it was a question. It was like, would you ever... Uh, yeah, no, he was, talking have, to, he was talking to Upright Citizens Brigade, which is like an improv acting troupe, mm-hmm. whatever, in Los Angeles. And they also have one in New York. They asked him if they have any other main, any main character of like Caucasian descent or something like that. There's any? Would you have a lead in your movie be someone that's not a minority? And so basically, he came out and said, "I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie. It really is one of the best, greatest pieces of this story. Feeling like we are at a time where a renaissance has happened and proven the myths about representation in the industry false." And so White people he said, lost he said the way I look at it, I get to cast black people in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in this position where I can say to Universal, I want to make a $20 million horror movie with a black family. And they say yes. Like no one would have a green light, green lit us if it wasn't Jordan Peele coming off the heels of Get Out. Never. Agreed. And if they did and more Green t- Light, it would have been a white family. It would have been the white family that are the secondary characters in that movie as the main characters. Yeah, and more times than not, like... And it's not to say black horror movies haven't happened in the past. Like we had things like Abby, which is basically the black version of, of The Exorcist, mm. and like Blackula and all this other stuff. Blackula. All, all these, all these black, black quote unquote horror movies were all super low budget. Mm-hmm. Nobody really put any type of. They was just like whatever. We'll just give it to them just to. Because yeah. you made it, but we're not gonna actually put any studio power behind it. They're not gonna. Nah. No, nobody's gonna want to see these movies, but black people. Because once you make and a black main character, it's, it's called, considered it's a, a black, black movie. It's considered a black movie. But exactly. when you have a whole movie with white people, it's not a white movie. It's just a movie. Exactly. But yeah, people saw. And so, it, the real problem is the headlines. The headlines literally like made it seem like his his remarks were racist. Like Jordan Peele does not want white people to be in his movies. Like shit like that. Like sensationalized yeah, yeah. headlines. Yeah, they did. And, you know, people just read the headlines, so a lot of people just saw that and was like, oh, racist. And it's like, but you saw Get Out, right? There were only four black people in that movie. Granted, they were the leads, but he casts white. Really, they're just upset that he said, I'm not casting a white lead. Yes. That's really what they're upset about. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Collider podcasts, and one of the hosts was just like, what he said was racist. It's ridiculous. Wait, 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 it's wait, wait, wait. Collider podcast, the, the, the panel of all white guys? Yeah, with one white girl. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah. Just clarifying for the audience. <laughs> but it was only one. But it was only one. It was only one person that was like flipping out about it. Okay, I, they took the video down. Funny enough. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and they ah. put a fo- they put a follow up video, which I want you to watch. Not, obviously not now during the podcast, but I want you to watch the follow up video. But I was just like, this guy is giving me a headache. But. <laughs> Basically, he was just like, it's just, it's ridiculous because what if I, as a white guy, That's, I'm a fan of Jordan, oh. I'm a fan of Jordan Peele and I'm an actor and I want to be in a Jordan Peele movie and I want to go out for the movie and audition for the movie and I'm being told no. And they're like, no, you're not being told no. You can be in the movie. You just can't be the lead. He's like, well, what if I want to be the lead? Now I'm being told I can't be the lead. And I'm just like, go audition for every single other movie yeah. that exists. And, how, and I'm like, white basically. White people love to call out reverse racism wherever they can. Doesn't exist. But doesn't exist. Ba- but <laughs> basically. The thing that white people are upset about, at least the white people that are upset about it, is they say it's they're racist. not used to being told you can't do something. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Basically, in history, like white people are told, you can do whatever you want to be. You can put your mind to. You could. You could be. You could be president. Like us, black people, it's like no. Until before Barack Obama, and then even after Obama, because we never. We don't know who's gonna when the next black president is gonna come up. It might be. <laughs> it might be another hundred years from now. For whatever the, the case word. may be. So it's like, for the most part, we weren't. We kind of were told you could be whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you knew it wasn't really true. Wait, wait, wait. Is this that thing they call white privilege, Michael? No, white privilege doesn't exist. <laughs> Why, well, <it's> for you. <laughs> white privilege totally exists, and this is it. Because what I've seen is people, a lot of white people, spitting it to be like, well, what if a white director came out and said that he wouldn't hire black people as their leads? And I mean, like, in so many words, some do. I mean, it's it's a thing where yeah, Woody Allen. The one time Woody Allen cast a black person in his movie, the it was a black woman. She was a prostitute. They just don't say it outright, but they they don't they don't cast black leads. I mean, whatever the reason may be, if it's because black leads statistically in their minds don't do as well. If white, I mean, you're also there's also a factor of you cast people or you gravitate to people who are of the same race as you. So a white person. It's just like you wouldn't tell them, you can't force me to put a black lead in my movies just because it's representation. In the same way, you can't force Jordan Peele to put a white lead in his movies just because it's representation for white people either. Remember the whole Oscars so white controversy? Yeah. And people were upset that there were no minority characters nominated for Oscar, but the big, the big rebuttal was, well, if you want to see these, uh, if you want to see your own movies, yeah, if you want to see, uh, you know, more minorities in, in these Oscar-worthy movies, then go make your own movies. And here's Jordan Peele making his own movies and casting black people, people and white people are like, how dare you? Yeah, but, but never like, mind. Make up your mind, bro. But but never mind. You're taking out of context the historic like inability that we have to do that. Like, there's very few black people in power with. The, the amount of like directing power that someone like Jordan Peele has. How many black directors are there like that? Spike Lee, Jordan Peele, Antoine Fuqua, um, uh, what's his name? Black Ryan Panther. Coogler. Ryan Coogler. There's like a handful. But they're only just on the come up. And these are, and these are all people on the come up. Even Ava DuVernay now, like just on the come up. Yeah, this is all recent. But to act as if, oh, but if a black guy says that he doesn't want white leads in his movie because it, he's seen that movie before, it's racist. It's like you're ignoring the fact that historically, that doesn't happen. Like, so when he's saying, like, he's seen that movie before, this is something different. This is like, something... What are you I was going to say, Black Panther and A Wrinkle in Time are the first two movies yes. where black directors were able to get a budget of over $100 million. Yeah. That was just last year. Yes, this just happened. But people were wasn't so like, quick to be like, oh, but you... And I, I, on some level, I understand. Because the white people who are upset they're not thinking broad tech, like broad context. They're just thinking like, oh, but he said something racist, right? If, if a white guy said the same thing about a black person, that'd be considered racist. But because he said it, it's not. But it's like, there's a certain amount of like punching down that you can't do in our society. Like, yeah, a white guy shouldn't say that because a white guy has power. A white guy, if he wanted to, he could put a black person in his movies and nothing would be said of it. But there's so few opportunities for black people to be main characters and things. So of course, when a black director is saying, look, a white guy's main character is a dime a dozen in Hollywood. Like it's you throw you throw a dart, you're gonna hit a white protagonist in some movie. But a black lead is rare. So while I have the power as a black director, I'm going to make movies that focus on people that look like me. Especially, and there's nothing racist or wrong about that. Especially a black lead. Not that black leads are rare, but black leads in genre films and genre films with a budget. Yeah. 
And like it's not as simple as just saying, oh, but if a white guy said that, it'd be racist. It's like, it's not that cut and dry. You and can make it that cut and dry if you want your argument to be that, but it's not accurate. And that's the thing that annoys me. Like, I get sick of people trying to, to pull the fact that trying to say things are a double standard when they're not equal. Yes. Trying to say, well, if a white guy did it, then this, the, why is it okay for a black person? It's like, it's not equal. It's not. I, at all, but, you, but they want to act as if it is. Like you can't ignore like for the, for that argument. They want to pretend. Yeah, you that can't ignore are hundreds of years of history and then just say, "Well, why is it that if such and such did it, like why is it that I as a white person can't say nigger or whatever, but then black people can say it's like you do realize the history of nigger, right? You realize in our, our country, people, the slavery. Like, there's, there's been more time with slavery than without slavery. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like that just doesn't go away, and it doesn't like that's part of our zeitgeist. It's part of our culture. Like, like even not, not just slavery, but Jim Crow. And like, we've been more or less oppressed way longer than we've officially been free. Yes. Like black people have been free on paper really since 1970. My crazy. brother was born two years after that, that's 1972. Fucking, that's fucking crazy. Because, yeah, the Civil Rights and Voting Rights Act was passed in 64 and 65, but, you know, it takes a while for laws to, you know, become acclimated and become yeah, yeah, the yeah. official law of the land. Yeah. So really, like I said, on paper, 1970. But racism is over, Michael. Yeah, racism is over. But people will legit, I'm joking, but people legit think that. I've, I've, I've had white coworkers that have told me, but like, it's not, people aren't really yeah, racist it was a long like that time, anymore. It was a long time like, ago. Racism, racism is over. I'm like, what are you talking about? Obama was president. And that in itself, that, having that stance in itself is white privilege because you don't have to see the world around you really because it doesn't affect you. And your privilege is you don't have to actually think about it because it doesn't affect you directly. Yeah, and truth of the matter is, for the most part, as a white person, if you don't want to interact with another person of color, you don't have to. Like, you could basically live your life in your community, at a lot of times at your job even, because yeah. like, even think of like Silicon Valley, for the most part, that's nothing but white people. I could go to the hood and get a job there and guarantee maybe 50-50 that the boss is going to be a white guy. You know what I mean? There's no way to avoid it if you're a person of color, because at the end of the day, the people with power aren't the people in color or people with color. In color. And in live color. in color. And live in color. <laughs> you can do what you want. But I don't know. The, the outrage about his comments just to me was just like, man, people are so ready to throw anybody under the bus for and racism. Then, uh, again, going back to the Collider podcast video, one of the one of the guys was just like, to me, like, honestly, like, I don't want to see Jordan Peele cast a white guy in his movies. Like, I get it. Like, seeing his movies and seeing, like, a black family and stuff like that, that's stuff I've never seen before. So it's like, it's, it's educating me, but at the same time, I, as a white guy, it kind of hurt my feelings hearing him say, well, I'm not going to cast a white lead. And it's like, I get what he was trying to say, but, like, me, it feels, it made me feel like, well, he doesn't like me as a white person. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. I, <laughs> I don't even know what this guy is. I want to punch him in the face. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, I'm being excluded. Like, oh, that's the same mentality that makes people feel like, oh, if, if you're ex exclusionary, I don't know. I, I, don't, I lost my train of thought. But it's, that's the same mentality. Equality to white people feels like oppression. Yeah, but <laughs> like, that's, a, that's, that's a fact. That's, what, that's you, reality. You feel like because of this one person is saying you can't be the lead in my movies, now it feels like everything's being, it's like nothing's being taken away from you, bro. Like you still run 90% of the the movies, Hollywood studios. You're still in 90% of the, the, the fucking writer's rooms. Oh, You're so still 90% of the directors. 90% of the actors. Exclusion. You know what I mean? But, but to someone who's never felt being excluded before, 
it feels like, oh, but because they have a little slice of this pie, now that pie is inaccessible, inaccessible to me. Not even taking into consideration that you still have 99% of that pie. <laughs> it was like, but if they have 1%, then I, I can't have that percent. You can have all the rest of it, bro. It's a, it, we had well, to no, fight want, for that but one. I, but I want that one. We had to fight for that 1%. We had to barely get one guy through the door so that he can, like, hey, real quick, I'm going to get other people that look like me through the door, too. But you see that as you being excluded. Instead it's the same. Of, instead of looking at that as them being included. It's you know almost the same thing when people were upset uh, regarding Ava DuVernay and uh, the showrunner of Jessica Jones because for their shows, they only have women directors. Mm. For Jessica Jones, every single episode is a different woman director. And the same for uh, Ava DuVernay's show. Uh, what the fuck is the name of her show? Um Fuck, I can't remember the name of her show, but that's on, uh, okay. on, it's on OWN. Every single episode is a woman director. Again, white people are upset. Like, that's sexism. What if, what if another show said, we're only going to hire male directors? Like, oh, most, that's actually a really good example. Most of the directors are male. Yeah, but that's a really good example. And that's the example of sexual or gender rather than race. Same thing. People with all the power, men have all the cards, but a man's just like, what? I can't direct one show? That's sexist. <laughs> like, what about the rest of the shit that you do have? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just... And you, you can't explain that to somebody who's never experienced it. Like, you can... But if, a lot of times, we're trying. To I mean, do you that, can and you can't. Because there are some head. people that have never experienced it, but for the most part, they're willing to listen and they're willing to learn. And they like might not, they might like not that. get it, but they try. Like they more or less concede to the fact that it's like, I get where you're coming from. I might not know what you're talking about. I might not get like actually get it, but yeah. I can sympathize and empathize. But then the other people are just like, no matter what you say, no matter how much you try to explain it, there are probably people listening to this right now. This they discussion, or they might have just fast forward. They're like, I don't want to listen to this politics, like this little race thing. You're calling me out, bro. I'm going to fast forward this part. Well, if you fast forward this conversation, fuck you. You're racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you didn't hear it because you fast forwarded it. Yeah, but <laughs> because you're racist. <laughs> you didn't even, you were so intolerant of other people's like feelings and, and opinions that you just couldn't even hear. So it's like, why are you listening to this podcast? You know, we're black, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I've Double had people, Toasted even talked about this. But I have people even on like my Instagram account that are like, they like me when I talk about things that are like general nerd things. But if I even bring up race in the slightest way, it's like, I'm not listening to you. I'm not like following you for that, bro. Just stick to your fucking jokes. And I don't want any politics or anything about race in anywhere near my, my comics. But it's like, these things are like interrelated. You, you know like, how X Men started, right? Yeah, you know, like you know what X Men's about. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> it's people that are just intolerant of other people's like existences. Like they can't even be open minded enough to understand that. Hey, maybe most of the world isn't like me, and hey, maybe they've had to go through things that I haven't had to go through. You know, maybe you should listen to those people and have a little bit more understanding of the world around you rather than just be close minded. And it's like, yes. It's fine that you don't fully get what it's like to be black. I'm not expecting you to, but still at least be tolerant. Like, just like, like I as a gay man don't know what it's like to be trans, but that doesn't mean I'm telling a trans person how they should live their life. Or like, oh, your experience is not real or whatever the case. It's like, no, yeah. I don't get it. I don't know what it's like to want to be a woman. Like, I don't want to be a woman. I want to keep my penis. And, like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> penis get, is the best part. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. But at the end of the day, if, I see a trans person going through a struggle. I'm still here for you. Yeah. I don't have your struggle. I'm not like, but I'm still, I'm still your support. I'm still an ally. I'm still here for you. It's like, that's all, that's all I want for you. 
for for white people to do for me. You don't have to be. You don't have to get it. <laughs> but at least listen to me. I'm gonna like listen. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not listening. They're like, oh, how dare him! I I, I, have... I feel like I feel like he hates white people. So oh, Jordan Peele hates his mother and his wife. <laughs> Cause you know he's half white, right? Just, I didn't know just that. Just like, just like Obama. Oh, Obama hates white people. Oh, so he hates his grandfather. He great. He hates his grandparents that raised him and his mother. People just want to hear what they want to hear. But at the end of the day, this, I, I think part of the problem is the fact that our sensational like culture right now. Wait, you didn't know Jordan Peele was biracial? Mm, I didn't. Yeah, no. he's, bi- he's biracial. But I'm surprised white people aren't saying that he's like. Usually, when the people are biracial, it's like he's not a black director anymore. Now he's a mixed director, or they just don't even like, like Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I guess less and less black. As I, guess more I guess that's because Tiger Woods also doesn't really lean into his blackness. I guess so. That's true. Jordan Peele does. It's the same thing with Obama, though. Like he's not considered a mixed president. He's he's a black president. Hmm. 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 But what was I gonna say? Um, oh, I think it's just part of the our sensationalized culture where we like to just grab on the headlines. Like, because I, I, I honestly think part of it was just how it was being reported. Because every time I saw it. Like before, I actually like let me see what he actually said, and actually found like the full quote of what he was saying. The, the headlines made it seem like what he was saying was just straight racist. Jordan Peele makes racist remarks regarding white leads in his movies, like shit like that. But it's the same thing they did with the Brie Larson comments, where she was like, "I don't see the white patriarchy." Well, not even that, but what she, what she was saying like that. that she wants more than just white men in her press press. Like all she sees is white men, and she wants more mm-hmm. than that. It was just like Brie Larson hates white men. And it's like it's not what she said. Unfortunately, that stuck. People still think that's what she said. Yeah. It's not what she said. Yeah. The power of a headline is strong. Because even if it's wrong, that's what people remember. They don't remember the real story later. Yeah. Well, this is the final news bit. Jesse Smollett? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he got, he, his, his charges got dropped. But no. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That shit is a, a season of it's empire. Weird. It's weird. Because... Part of me is like, okay, so for the charges to get dropped, that means their whole case blew up more or less. Like some evidence had to come forward to make them think that if they took this to trial, then he would have got acquitted. But according to prosecutors, she's like, we didn't drop the charges because mm-hmm. we felt like he was innocent. We just, I guess we just felt like our case wasn't strong enough. But then it's weird because I'm just no, like. No, that's not even what she says. She, the, the prosecutors are like, we have a case. And the, the, the mayor and the police chief were like, we didn't even know the DA was dropping the case until it was announced for the public. So there's a lot, like that's really shady. Yeah. So I'm just like, it's weird. Cause it's not like, cause I heard some people saying, well, he made a deal. It's like, no, they specifically said he didn't make any type of deal. He didn't pay them off or anything like that. So it makes me wonder why drop the case then? Like, is we like, I don't get there's it. There's a lot of questions that aren't answered too. Like, and they I, sealed the case. And it's not like he's so rich and powerful that he just has like like a Harvey Weinstein or something like like he has so much money yeah. and so much influence that that's how he was able to get his the case dropped. Like for the most part, nobody for the really knew who he was until this incident. I didn't even know who he was. You had to tell me like the gay guy from Empire. Oh right, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just like so it's not so you can't even make the argument that the whole the Hollywood he has so much power and money and influence. It's like no, I doubt he has that much power and influence. I think some shady and, shit. And, going and on. supposedly the whole rumor like he 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 was complaining about his pay in Empire, so he clearly wasn't making that much money. Mm. I mean, compared to us, he was making a shit ton of money. But I mean, he did give up the bail bond, which was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but and then even he, then, it's and then like, he has to do community service or something like that. But it's just one, well, no, no, no. He did community service before before they dropped the charges. He completed eighteen hours of community service, and they're using that 
as like a like a more or less retroactive. But you're like, why are you doing community service if you're innocent? Like it's weird. And then all the questions with the 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 two brothers got arrested, and like if if he. But now they're backtracking. They're not coming forward. So their lawyer actually quit because the lawyer's like, no, come after the, the charges drop. The lawyer's like, tell your story. Like get out in front of the cameras. And they're like, no. And so they, their lawyer ended up quitting because of that. Yeah, but they're not being charged as of right now either. No, and then, so, so and it's then, all weird. But and then Jussie's whole thing, like they asked him, like, so are we going to now press charges against the brothers since those are the only suspects for who did this? And he was saying that they, they, they were the ones before it was revealed that it was them. And they're like, so are we going to press charges against them now to kind of prove your innocence? And he's like, no, I just want to let it all go. I just wanna but supposedly he's suing the city of Chicago. He is? Yes. I didn't hear that. I, yeah. I saw that the lawyer was his lawyer was just like yeah Jesse says that he wants to just let it go because this is, she tried to make it seem like the the attack on his character was worse than the racially charged attack that he actually endured and I'm like that's not how you may have seen before all this happened with the the, the bleach and the noose and the be, beating up and I'm the gay Tupac and I fought the fuck back but now it's just like I just, I just want to let it all go like it's not that big of a deal let's just get over it like what <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It is on an either. empire episode. Because <laughs> I'm just like, because if you think about, do you like, think again, innocent? the prosecutor said, do you think he's innocent? At this point, I don't know. Because like I, because this, and this, is, and this is. is what I'm going to get to. Because the prosecutor said, like, if you're saying the prosecutor said we have a case, like you think about this, like this would have basically bolstered the prosecutor's career. Yeah. Like if you had a case and he would have gotten convicted, like she would have got a, a like she could have probably ran for mayor or whatever like it, this would have bolstered her career like she had everything to gain yeah. from prosecuting him plus people were calling for his head yeah so just to drop the charges like this but the prosecutor I'm, was the one that dropped it it was the DA the prosec- the, D- the DA is the prosecutor no the district attorney isn't the person that's actually prosecuting the person the DA is like the 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 district attorney yeah, but D- the district attorney is usually the one that the district attorney is usually the prosecutor. Like no. you think about think about like Arrow for example. Like Laurel is the DA, but she's, but she's the, also the one. In but the, she's not the prosecutor. She's also the one in the courtroom as well. She's she might be in the courtroom, but she's not the prosecutor in every case. The prosecutor is a different entity than the DA. You sure? Not in every case, but in this case it was because the prosecutor was saying like, "No, we want to move forward." I can look it up. But as far as I know, the prosecutor is, is still saying because the prosecutor, the police chief and the mayor are all like, we could have charged him and we're still trying to, but the DA dropped the case. Either way, it's just like the Ghostbusters songs. There's something strange <laughs> in the neighborhood. neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Chicago. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the district attorney is the chief prosecutor for a local government area, but it's not the only prosecutor that's like the person that's the prosecuting the person. Well, I mean, chief prosecutor. Yeah. Yeah, a prosecutor can be a DA, but they don't have to be the same person. And what I've read is the prosecutor, like the DA was something separate, and the prosecutor that, that actually was the person suing Jesse, the uh, the police chief and the mayor were all like, what the fuck is going on? And the DA is the one that was like, nah, there's no case. We're going to drop it. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, either way it's weird. And then also I think uh, the mayor and stuff, they're trying to charge Jesse with the $130,000 or whatever that it costs the city to do this investigation. And I'm like, he's not obligated to pay that. Y'all the one that dropped. Granted, it might not have been the mayor, but overall the city of the city of Chicago is the one that dropped the charges. So I'm like, at the end of the day, like y'all, y'all need to eat that money. Like he's not obligated to pay that. I think there's some high-level shenanigans going on behind the scenes here. I don't know what he did with that DA. Something happened. 
<laughs> I don't know what though. I don't. I don't, I don't know. And at the same time, I'm like, that's, cause that's my point he's though. It's not you some conflicted. I'm like, should I be happy that he got? <laughs> but, that's, but that's my point though. It's like, did he do? Because I'm like, it's not like he has that a uh, huge level of influence. But then it doesn't make any sense. He exactly. knew the people that were the ones that attacked him. There was no one else in the area. They used like crazy sci-fi levels of like tracking software and, and intelligence and Uber tracking and all this other shit to know that those were the only two guys in the area. And for him to be at 2 a.m. going to Subway and these two guys jump him, it had to be planned. <laughs> so then what the fuck? And he knows who they are. Like that, that's like a connection. There's just too coincidental for just to be like, eh, it's a wash. Wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's all. Since I'm, I'm more curious to see what happens to him now. Like, assuming nothing else happens, cause I heard the FBI and other people were like investigating. Well, it. Trump is trying to get like a federal investigation. He's like calling this a disgrace. That's a disgrace. I think Trump's doing, <laughs> but I'm just curious to see if he goes back to Empire. If if Empire continues as a show. If well, the ratings of Empire have dropped. Like, granted, I was like, who's still watching Empire? But the ratings have dropped vociferously since the Justice Smollett. <laughs> the last person stopped watching it. <laughs> right, like the last, the latest episode was like 3.2 million. Okay. And taking into context, the very first episode, like the premiere was like 16 point something. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to take us off topic. I just, I, I've been following this case like fucking, it's like a fucking Game of Thrones season. <laughs> like, what's going to happen just next time? Tune in on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, Final news, talking about sensationalism okay. and things being crazy. Well, Jordan, remember how every time something happens, J.K. Rowling comes out and is like, hey, guys. Guess what? Guess who's gay this time? Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's gay this time? Hagrid. <laughs> well, she does it again. Are you serious? She does it again. Does she know she's being made fun of in the community? or <laughs> She's coming out with a new... Just like she uh, did, came out with uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Okay. And it became a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. She's coming out with a new trilogy of Harry Potter books. Wait, Harry, a, new, a new trilogy of books? A new trilogy of books. Oh, wow. She's like, I got to keep this money train going. I'm poor. And <laughs> it's slated to take place 19 years after the Deathly Hallows. Oh, so it's in the future. And the, book is, the first book is going to be called Harry Potter and the Enchanted Tryst. And it's slated to come out. <laughs> it's slated to come out February thirtieth, twenty twenty one. And guess who's gay this time? <laughs> but now it's in the future. I don't know. Harry Potter himself. <laughs> Harry Potter is bisexual. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Harry Potter is bisexual. Isn't he, isn't he married at this He's point? He's married, but the book basically is about his. He has. He he ends up having an affair. And guess who he has an affair with? Jordan is walking away. Jordan is walking away. <laughs> what? He has. He's having an affair. Guess who he has an affair with? Ron. Ron. Get the. <laughs> Jordan's walking away. What are you doing, J.K.? Is she trying to destroy her whole fan base? The titular, the, and she said he would have an intimate experience with Ron. What so, <laughs> what? And that's how she sold the book. Like she announced the book, and it's like, guess what's gonna happen in it? 
Harry and Potter. Spoke, and the spokesperson for J.K. JK Rowling is really excited to explore Harry's sexuality in this new series. <gasps> Yo, somebody get this bitch some gay porn. <laughs> Clearly, she's got a weird sexual fixation with gay men, right? There's something going on here where she just loves gay men and she likes to think about gay sex. <laughs> some girls do. I've, I've known young, like, you know. Like, a lot, yeah, a lot of shippers are, yeah. are women. Yeah, Tumblr girls, they're all about gay, gay dudes getting on <laughs> or a lot of times, guys that aren't gay. And more, I mean, more and a lot of a lot of uh, straight women will watch gay porn. There you go. So clearly, J.K.'s got some shit going on where she just loves gay porn, and she's just trying to interject it all into her fucking fandom. Cause what the fuck? <laughs> like what the fuck, Michael? That is character breaking. <laughs> Jordan's mad. Like, like I I could I could deal with the Dumbledore. I could deal <laughs> deal with all of the retcons, like Hermione being black or whatever. Sure, it's an end of play. I don't care. Whatever, you're crazy. But to make a direct sequel to Harry Potter, I'm not even a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm offended. To make a direct sequel to Harry Potter, to call, I don't even care that Harry's by. What I care about is the fact that you're doing this after you've established that he's married, and now you're making him have an affair with his best friend. <laughs> you're you're literally ruining his character. He's having an affair with Ron. Oh, <laughs> like, like, what does Hermione think? Oh, Lord. Why did I bother I mean, with this she boy? Might, she might want to join. She'd be like, oh, expecto like, Patronus indeed. Yo, unless it ends up with a crazy Harry Potter threesome between Harry, Hermione, and Ron. But even then, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is Fuck. Did she give a plot for the book? Like, what it, the book's actually about? It, unless it's the whole That's plot. the selling point. <laughs> the Enchanted Tryst. No, it's not. What does that? What does that? What does that mean? What does that title mean? Think about a tryst. I know. That's what I'm saying. This is like a like it was like a chanted threesome. Like what's happening here? <laughs> what are you asking me for? <laughs> I'm not writing the book. Oh, I'm done with you, JK. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to hang in there. And with that, I will end this episode by saying April Fools. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You got me. <laughs> I was so ready to believe it. I was like, looking up. I was like, Chad Tris, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, this has been Blur Vision for the week. Oh, that was good. I mean, for them, it's April 2nd, but for me, yes, for us, it's yeah, April 1st. Yes, for us, it's April 1st. Oh, yeah, it's a week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> oh, that's it, JK. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> but it does sound like something she would do. It sounds so believable. I was so ready to believe that. <laughs> oh, you even finish your stupid ass prequel movies and you're already starting on a way to ruin Harry Potter in the future? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, what's the plot? Is that the whole plot? <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, so that's my version for the week. <laughs> if Jordan, Jordan was white, he'd be so red right now. <laughs> oh my God. I can't do I, do I look you see, red? You see his forehead crease. <laughs> I was just walking for the door. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I forgot him was fools. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I'm loving every moment. Like, <laughs> I want him to rant. I'm like, how long should I let this go? <laughs> if you had ended the podcast like here, I would be on Instagram like, can you believe J.K. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're like, Jordan, that's not news. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Woo. All right. It's a movie for the week. <laughs> I'm your host, Jordan Witt. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. Hopefully, that's less angry. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
one that I know how to use Expecto, Patronum, back up your fam, Stone Noah's Uh, now you in for a tree Power up, time to bring heat Super fire, time to die These woods ain't big enough for you and I Whoa, yeah, have you seen my face? Do I care about your witchcraft game? Yeah, right, no way Keep playing up all day So hot, so mythical Jack drop, looking so beautiful We are invincible